Live from parts unknown, you're listening to Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Podcast. The only wrestling podcast on the planet, we think. Sit back, relax, prepare for positivity to run through your veins as Simon Miller gives you your weekly dose of powerful pro wrestling audio. It is Miller Time. Hello, welcome to Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Show. We may have a problem... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> For some reason, YouTube has made a double uh, a double live stream uh, sort of, you know, link. I don't know why it's done that. It's ever since they've updated to this new uh, this new studio beta, whatever the hell they're calling it. For some reason, it keeps it keeps doubling up on videos. So I'll apologize to everyone watching now. I'm just going to make sure it's not there. Oh, I've left my volume on. Uh, no, it's it's gone. So hopefully everybody will find this. Slightly worried that they won't, but hey ho, what are you going to do? Although I'm going to wipe this one. It's made, it's made a double from the one we did yesterday as well. So let's just delete that one forever. Yes, we don't we don't need that. We've we've done the episode, and there's a an archive version of it. So anyway, hopefully people find this. Hopefully there's no problems. I don't know why it did that. Also sorry that we are only smashing it at half past three today, rather than our usual one o'clock time. I had some meetings today. Can't tell you what they're about just yet, but I will in due course. Uh, which means ups and downs for Raw is now come and gone. So make sure you go check that out over on What Culture Wrestling, as and when you so fancy. Uh, what else should you do? You should follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Simon316. If you are indeed watching this on YouTube, please subscribe to my YouTube channel. And don't forget, Simon's Pro Wrestling Show is also on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, Google Play, all of it. So if you'd rather listen to my voice as you get across with your day, you can. Uh, and Patreon, patreon.com for Simon316 is how you can support me. Again, there's a link in the description below if you are watching on YouTube. If you are watching on YouTube too and you want to ask a question, you've got a statement, you want to call me a bald asshole, you can do so using the super chat. All that money goes back into my personal projects. And on a daily basis, I get asked this, Simon, why don't you have merch? Simon, you should have merch. Simon, have some merch. I have merch. <laughs> it's simonmiller.bigcartel.com. Ties more into my pro wrestling career, terrible term, than anything else, but you can go and uh, you can go check that. You can go check that stuff out. Otherwise, let's talk about some wrestling. Let's talk about some Raw. I mean, thank you to Andros as well in the chat who says, hope I've gone to the crate video as two are showing up on your YouTube page, Simon. It is, isn't it? Let me just double check to make sure I fix that because the last thing I want to do is is send people to the wrong place. I know this doesn't make for a good live stream and nor does it make for a good podcast. In fact, it makes for a worse podcast. It's pretty uh, abysmal all around. But, you know, if there's a problem and people aren't going to the right feed, then that absolutely sucks. But no, I think everything is good. Yes, it looks good to me. I'm happy. I'm happy. We'll find out. Uh, Shout out to Lamel KH2 in the super chat who said, to the people who defend Hell in a Cell. Interesting start. I like it. Saying Bray doesn't care about titles. This is my favorite toy. A golden Oscar up for the fiend Bray Wyatt. I agree. I think Bray Wyatt's done very well with the championship so far. I wouldn't have turned it blue. But I know that WWE likes their branding. That's cool. Not as, uh, not as uh, you know... I can't think of the word. I just don't care. I just move on from that kind of stuff. And I know I'm overexposed as well. It's uh, for some reason, um, what do you call it? Uh, Streamlabs. That's what I use. It was updated and it's it screwed up all my settings, but I was late. So I thought, you know what? Screw it. I'll be overexposed today. I don't mind being overexposed. Let's talk about Raw. Good show, I thought. Really good show. I enjoyed it massively. Already been called a bald asshole by the people that have seen ups and downs. That's okay. Uh, a little spoiler, I give it eight ups to two downs. I always write my stuff down. It's over here somewhere. Yeah, eight ups, two downs. And I stand by it. I thought it was a really entertaining, good show. I thought you had Fallout from Survivor Series. I thought the Seth Rollins heel turn was excellently done. 
I also like the fact there were some people complaining, and that's fine, I understand the criticism, but there were some people saying, well, why when we got to Kevin Owens versus Seth Rollins, did he still act like a face? And at the end, when the uh, Authors of Pain came and beat up Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins in the corner going, come on, come on, you can eat this stuff out, man. You can tease, you can allow him a few weeks to... Uh, change and you know switch up his style maybe he was doing that with the authors of pain to lure you into a false sense of security you know maybe that's what it was maybe he does have some kind of pact with those two guys but he doesn't want to give the game away just yet we see that in wrestling all the time i don't mind this eking out a little bit especially because when it comes to uh, when it comes to uh what do you call it uh i can't even think of the right word that i'm looking for but w- w- when it comes but basically, because we're turning, if we are turning Seth Rollins heel, I like the fact that he has a genuine motivation, which is I haven't changed. The fans have changed. It's very Bret Hart from 1997, which I'm a huge fan of. And if that is the case, and Seth Rollins believes that he's right, and he believes Raw is a worse show, and he believes all his actions that he's taking are going to make Raw into a better program, then I don't want to see him do a 180 all of a sudden. I want it to be a slow burn. Otherwise, it's not realistic. Like, if you genuinely believe in your own actions, you're not all of a sudden going to be wrestling differently or, or whatever. It should take its time. And I want that story to play out over the next few weeks, which is why, again, if it turns out, then, was it Aikum and Razor? I think that's the authors of Payne's name. If it turns out that they are his new J&J security, I like that um, uh, comparison. I think it's good. Then hell yeah, let it, let it build, let it grow, let it... Let it do all these things. I have no issues with that. Uh, no issues with that whatsoever. So I really dug it. I'm not going to lie. When we were doing the town hall thing at the start and Seth runs in the ring, I was a bit... You know, sometimes I let my common sense part of my brain take over. And I was a bit like, wait a minute, why... Why would Seth Rollins be be leading this cause? He's not the champion. He he's, he has no authority as far as I'm concerned. But I understand he's considered the top guy on Raw. And as soon as started, as soon as he started saying the Raw roster sucks, Randy Orton sucks, Charlotte Flair sucks, I suck. I was like, great. This is the Seth Rollins that I've wanted. We wanted to boo him. Now we have a reason to boo him. That doesn't feel awkward. So as I said on ups and downs again, please check it out. A tip of my cap to WWE for listening to the fans and making the changes that we deemed appropriate. Absolutely fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. And I'm intrigued to see where it's going to go. I hope he goes into a proper feud with Kevin Owens. I hope that we make Kevin Owens a proper huge baby face, which I never really feel like we've gone all in on because when he came back, there was some stop starting with the stuff with the New Day. And Seth Rollins is ready to be booed. Seth Rollins is ready to go back to being that asshole. And if he is surrounded by two massive bodyguards, that's all the better still. And it puts AOP in a position that I want them to be in because I think AOP are good. So by and large, I uh, I love it. I it, it pleased me immensely and I enjoyed how it built throughout the show. And again, the real cool thing, it was a different heel turn. It wasn't that he was friends with Kevin Owens and he turned his back on him or any of the Shield type stuff that we saw years ago. It was, no, man, we just lost to NXT. So we had Fallout from Survivor Series 2, which I appreciated. We just lost to NXT. We used to be the A show. Now we're finishing in third place. We do brand versus van versus brand. And I'm blaming everyone else but myself, even though I lost too. You know, who did he get beat by? Uh, Keith Lee. Keith Lee pinned him. So it's, 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 uh, it's you know, it's, it's two marks up for me. Two marks up, two thumbs up for me. Uh, quick shout out in the super chat to AJ Parker. He said, hey, buddy, what happened to the H title? I defend it on most shows that I wrestle at, my friend. I bring it to the ring with me. Sometimes I put it on the line. Sometimes I won't. I'm still planning how to get the rematch with Adam Mayhem. That is on me. I need to to, to work on that. I've been quite poor. 
But now I'm, I'm, I'm a defending champion. Uh, I'm a double champion at the moment because I am a Kapow tag team champion and I am the H champion. Who would have ever thought it? Uh, Dam Lemley in the super chat says, you'll get a hand on the heart, by the way, in case you're new. I don't know why. Just something I started doing one day and now I can't stop. Uh, you're my favorite bald a-hole. Lol. Thanks, Dan. I am the bald asshole. I'm proud of it. And if I ever get to do a proper heel run, I will call myself the bald asshole. Uh, and my, uh, my man Prish Sharma in the super chat says, now that Seth is a heel, who should defeat Brock for the WWE title? Which is an absolutely fantastic question. Uh, and unfortunately, my answer is I don't know. It's a, that's a fantastic point of view because I was worried at one point when we may go back to Brock and Seth, but you're right, we can't do that. Uh, I mean, Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens would actually be in my shout now I think about it. I understand it's not great to turn somebody heel and have them lose. But if we're going into a program between... Age, uh, to Seth Rollins and Kevin Owens and Kevin Owens is going to be treated as our top babyface and eventually be the guy to shut Seth Rollins up what match haven't I seen Brock Lesnar versus Kevin Owens what match would I love to see especially at something like Wrestlemania 36 Brock Lesnar Kevin Owens and I'd let Brock uh, Kevin Owens win and then you cement him as his fan favorite look at the reaction he got at Survivor Series in NXT TakeOver people like Kevin Owens so now the question has come up that would be my first and potentially only choice it gives me a Brock matchup I've never seen. It gives me a Brock matchup I've always wanted. And look, I'm a huge Kevin Owens fan. I have been since day one. I loved him since he was Kevin Steen. And one of the reasons I do love him so much is everything that he said in his promo last night on Raw when he looked down the lens. He's always been one guy. He's always been a little bit different. He's always done his things his way. Got kind of an underdog vibe for him in that sense. And everybody roots for the underdog. I just think he's superb, but I never think, apart from his first heel run in the WWE when he got to Raw and NXT, which I think was great, I thought he was always ready to have, like I say, a proper on-top good guy run, and now's the time. And if we treat that right, I think we, uh, I think we could do well with it, which excites me. Uh, D Mosk in the Super Chat says, keep on, keep it on, Simon. You make all out days better. That's very kind. I appreciate that. I like to know, I said this the other day, I said again, I put a lot of pressure on myself when it comes to these type of things. I want people to enjoy the content. So when someone does get in touch and say that they do, it puts a smile on my face. And shout out to Sean as well, who has not only thrown some money in the Super Chat, but he gave me a little rose. I like that. Like seal, a kiss from a rose, although no kissing, mostly because Bobby Lashley and Lana aren't in the room. So the hilarious story that came out afterwards as well, and look, take it with a pinch of salt, it's rumor, it's speculation, rumor and innuendo, as Conrad Thompson would say, is that at the start of Seth Rollins' promo at the opening of the show, they were chanting CM Punk, of course, as the last day in Chicago after WWE's four-day run. And because they were chanting CM Punk, Seth Rollins said, you know, I challenged him to a match, but he'd rather sit down in LA, referring to WWE backstage. And apparently, once he got back to the gorilla position, where like Vince McMahon and Triple H and all the producers sit, Apparently, Vince McMahon was not happy that he'd made that. He'd mentioned it because it sounded like WWE was building towards a match, and they're absolutely not. And if you recall back in the day when Brock Lesnar, Paul Heyman, and Steve Austin teased uh, doing a program on the Steve Austin Show, I'm sorry, it's Paul Heyman and uh, well, they, they were all, they, they were all in on it. Vince McMahon didn't like that either because he doesn't like again. He doesn't want any fan to think that a match could happen on his show when 100% the match can't happen on his show. And right now, there is no deal between WWE and CM Punk. It's CM Punk and Fox. So yeah, apparently Seth Rollins had his hand slapped, which I thought was quite funny. You know, he's been doing the good guy bit for so long, and you know, it seems all good with the, his relationship with Vince McMahon. Turns heel, straight away gets told off. It is, I mean, who knows if it's true, because AJ Styles mentioned it last week, I believe, or at some point, and we didn't hear anything about that. But there are a lot of people talking about it that, yeah, they, were, they weren't best pleased. And I don't believe there is any deal with CM Punk and 
in WWE right now. The real thing I find so confusing, if you listen to podcasts such as mine and, and you hear people talk about this last week and this weekend and backstage, so many people are going, I can't believe that CM Punk came back on backstage when you have a pay-per-view in Chicago. I'm like, yeah, but he hasn't, he's not, as far as we know, he's not coming back to WWE right now. So the only place he could return was backstage because that's his new working agreement. And everybody's throwing their hands in the air saying, oh, it's disgusting. We've done it all wrong. Yes, we've done it wrong if he had come out at the Survivor Series. But as we kind of all knew, he didn't come out of Survivor Series. So that was never on the table. So the only place he can come back is on the program that he signed up for. I don't understand the issue. I don't understand the problem. Would it be better if he came back to WWE and wrestled? Of course it would be. That's what we all want. But if that's not what he wants and that's not his deal, then I don't expect him to do that. So that kind of flew over my head. Greg McKnight in the super chat, hand on the heart for you. Thank you for the support. Uh, give me Brock Lesnar versus Matt Riddle at Mania 36. Well, after the weekend, I want to see Chad Gable. Sorry, Shorty G. Mr. Skittles against Matt Riddle. My word, those two were good together. I guess it's because they've got like collegiate backgrounds. You know, Matt Riddle was in the MMA. Uh, Chad Gable's been to the Olympics. It was just so good. That doesn't have to be main event. Just put it on anywhere. Put it on seventh for all I care. I just want to see them tangle. And I tell you what, now I'm starting to formulate a WrestleMania 36 card, which is not one that I ever, I ever anticipated. If I got Kevin Owens versus Brock Lesnar and I got Matt Riddle versus Shorty G, <laughs> I'd start to enjoy that. Not going to lie. Lamel KH2 in the super chat says it vanished. Uh, build Kevin Owens as a massive babyface. He beats Brock. I'm into it now. Now it's popped into my head. I'm glad that question was, w- w- was brought up. I'd love to see Kevin Owens beat Brock Lesnar. That would make me happy, deep down, in my pants. I regret saying that instantly. Move on. AJ Parker uh, says, The Miller entourage is growing. Nikki Crocs. These are all things that I've said on ups and downs, in case you don't know. Nikki Crocs, Bucky Lynch, and now we have Tolkien. Can we see gold you have on here or ups and downs? Uh, can we see the gold you have on here? I should get it. Unfortunately, it's just over there. Next episode, I'll put all my belts... I'll get a shelf made. I'll move my shelf behind me and you can see all my belts. Yeah, I'll be one of those guys. I green screen at the moment. Maybe I should start doing the more I hear in my lounge. Let me know. Let me know what you prefer. We can do whatever you guys want. Uh, Yeah, for some reason, on ups and downs, when I was writing uh, whatever I was, I think it changed uh, Seth Rollins' names to Tolkien. (laughs) That made me laugh because imagine Kevin Owens versus J.R.R. Tolkien, the author of Lord of the Rings. That is, um, <laughs> that's quite the different matchup. But it did. It really made me chuckle. Shout out to Sean Gearhorn in the Super Chat. Always supporting the podcast. Sean, you're a good man. Thank you so much. I get setting up Seth versus Kevin Owens, but how do you not have Viking Raiders now lay out Seth since they only got the win for Raw? And that's a good point. At Survivor Series. I guess that's why they weren't, they weren't at ringside as far as I can remember. Maybe they were. But you are correct. That is probably something they should have mentioned. They should have said, hey, Seth. We, we did it, plus we're the Raw Tag Team Champions. Maybe that's where you go, though. That's a cool little program. If we're going to have Seth Rollins teaming up with the Authors of Pain, Viking Raiders can come out and go, look, you completely annoy- uh, you know, ignored us. Authors of Pain, why are you teamed up with this guy? Let's go. Seth and KO, you can do some triple threats. Uh, sorry, some six-mans. You know, Seth and the Authors of Pain versus the Viking Raiders and Kevin Owens. I'm all good for this. That actually fits. This is why I enjoyed wrestling so much this weekend. There was consistency. The only kind of thing that fell off that was Kevin Owens then re-teaming with Team Raw to then go against the people that he had teamed up with on NXT. But him go... So many people seem to... I never thought it was Kevin Owens going back to NXT. I thought it was Kevin Owens getting revenge about what the Undisputed Era had done to him on Raw. 
But nobody else seemed to think that. So either I've gone crazy. I don't know. But I never thought that. I never thought he'd be down on NXT. I thought that would be a, a redundant move at the moment. Not because NXT sucks, but because I think Raw does need him. I, I totally agree with what he said at the pay-per-view. Right now, if Kevin Owens left, there'd be a massive Kevin Owens-shaped hole in the WWE Raw program. Undead FB Goo, also always supporting. Always appreciate it, Undead. Always good to see you. Uh, at the end of AOP... So when at the end of Raw, when AOP were leaving, I heard AEW chance. Matt Hardy is back. Buddy Murphy and Alistair back will be good. I agree. Yeah, see, talking about that end angle, if you don't know, yeah, it was Kevin Owens versus Seth Rollins. AOP come down, interrupt the match, beat up Kevin Owens, don't touch Seth Rollins. Seth looks like he's going to attack. Uh, They don't. They just go their separate ways. And then, you know, Seth Rollins definitely makes us know that he is a heel when he curb stomps Kevin Owens twice, you know, so when he's down already. The crowd seemed to hate it, which is fine. If you buy your ticket, you can do whatever you wanted. But I really enjoyed it from a story point of view. Like, it gives me a reason to tune in next week. Is there an alliance here? What's Seth's motives? How is he going to change with all of this? But they were booing. They were chanting AEW. They said bullshit at one point. They were not happy about it. But I guess you don't necessarily care about the overall narrative when you're there in the building, right? You care more about the spectacle. And I understand, especially when it comes to WWE, why you'd want to finish. Uh, there are too many non-finishes when it comes to, to Raw especially. Bit being a three-hour show. And it's kind of a shame because if we didn't do that, when we did get non-finishes like this, that would make it more interesting because it wouldn't feel like the status quo. Uh, yeah, I enjoyed Matt Hardy being back. Bit weird because, uh, again, many people on Twitter are like, oh, he's gone back to his old uh, Hardy Boys attire. Well, last time I saw Matt Hardy on, on, on TV, he was already in his old Hardy Potter Tower, so we already had that return. But I love Matt Hardy. I mean, a decent match with Alistair Black. Uh, sorry, Buddy Murphy. It's not a bad name to beat. You know, he's a proper legend. He's a proper hero. Uh, I just don't know what they're going to do with Matt Hardy. It doesn't seem like Jeff Hardy is coming back anytime soon. It, you know, his personal problems seem to have reared their head again. And to me, Matt Hardy has loads to offer. So I would do loads with Matt Hardy. I mean, I've said this before. No one ever agrees with me. I would, I'd give Matt Hardy a world title reign. I think it's something that I know whether you deserve things or not in wrestling seems to be a contentious issue. But I think Matt, it never, never happened, I don't think. But I would love to see it. I'm a big, I've always been a big Matt Hardy fan. And yeah, Buddy Murphy versus Alistair Black is a great feud, especially because now we have um, established, uh, what do you call it? Uh, the 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 lines, I guess. I wasn't sure who's was going to be face and who was going to be heel, but Bunny Murphy is definitely the heel. Alistair Black is definitely the face. I don't need to see Alistair Black in his room anymore because he's only in his room because he's waiting for someone to pick a fight or someone's picked a fight. So you can go outside now, Alistair. You don't need to be in your dark room. Get some vitamin D and everything will be okay. But pretty cool. Interesting too, because who wins that? Who gets the bigger push is essentially what we're asking here. Has Alistair Black got the upper, uh, well, got a bigger upper side, a bigger upper side, a brighter upside to WWE, or does Buddy Murphy? We'll find that out. I do a best of seven with them. And that way, if you do have, you know, six, seven incredible matches, both of them will come out the other side just shining. Um, my man Nick C in the Super Chat says, always supporting as well. Morning, Simon. Rusev Lashley segment was actually good in my opinion. Does this finally end at TLC and what should the stip be? Also, 5th of December. Yeah, cool. He'll be on the podcast again. Good. Thanks very much, man. Um, and you can come on the podcast too. Cheap plug, I should say. Again, patreon.com forward slash Simon Miller 316. You are able, there's a tier. You can come on the podcast and we can chat about wrestling for, uh, for a little while. Uh, and also, shout out to pinsandknuckles.com as well, who do support this podcast. And talking about my own merchandise, if you go to pinsandknucklesmerch.com, they are carrying an exclusive Simon Miller t shirt. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to get one. I'm going to start wearing it so you can see it because I understand it's a much better way to, to get that stuff across. 
I thought Rusev Lassi second was fine. I think it's the best thing they've done since they've started doing this angle. And the reason was nice and simple. There wasn't awkward kissing between Lana and Bobby Lashley, which I don't necessarily like. And Rusev took control, right? He's been a guy that's been beaten down. His wife cheated on him. You know, he's been bad all around. I need to see him get some kind of comeuppance. And he did here, even though ultimately the bad guys got what they wanted because the restraining order, <laughs> wrestling, the restraining order issued by Lana meant he got arrested. But even then, you know, when he was in cuffs, he was still beating up Bobby Lashley, he pushed that big metal trust down onto him, basically killed him in many ways. And you had the kind of twist when Lana was being interviewed later and she was more concerned about herself than she was Bobby Lashley. I thought it was a, a decent step forward. Yeah, I mean, they probably should end it at, at TLC. How you resolve this, I don't know. I guess it should be some kind of no holds barred. Maybe you do a TLC match. I mean, some kind of hardcore fight. At least it makes sense. And it's not like hell in a cell where we just put it in a cell for the sake of things. These two would hate each other. You know, we've got one man who got cheated on, the other man who is the person that cheated. So you probably do want to hit each other with chairs. Logic. All I need is logic. It's, uh, it's just a very simple thing. Uh, Dan Lemley, my man, says, I would like to see Keith Lee versus Brock after Kevin Owens. I would like to see that as well. In fact, my, my Brock Lesnar would like to see matches would be Kevin Owens versus Brock. And please get involved in the chat if you've got any ones I don't mention. Keith Lee versus Brock. Matt Riddle versus Brock. Bobby Lashley versus Brock. Going through the roster quickly in my head. Adam Cole versus Brock because Brock is very good when, he, when he's with a smaller guy. And if it was allowed to be done properly and we weren't just jobbing him out, I'd like to see Sami Zayn versus Brock. I think done well, those two would kill it as long as the motivation was there. And like I say, Sami Zayn was actually allowed to have some offense, which is the issue. Uh, PJ Barnes, the Super Chat says, it's not Raw related, but is there anybody else who puts someone over as well as Daniel Bryan? His match on Sunday was the most exciting fiend bout to date. Now, I totally agree with you. Totally agree with you. Daniel Bryan is not only one of the best workers of the last 10, 15 years, but he's probably one of the best wrestlers ever. And it's mostly, it's not, I mean, his in-ring talent is, is why. But it's also because of the way that he views wrestling. He loves the art of grappling or in-ring action so much that he doesn't really have much of an ego. So when he does approach a match, he puts, him, he puts his entire self into it, which is why even when he was having feuds with Big Cass, I was interested in it. I wouldn't have minded if he beat The Fiend because he's Daniel Bryan. Uh, you know, all of the feuds he's had, be it with Bray Wyatt, Randy Orton, Triple H, Batista, Randy Orton, they're all good. And it's exactly for what you say is because he goes out there to get his opponent over. And because he's so good at wrestling, he also gets himself over. And then when you hear him in interviews away from the ring, he's a lovable, endearing person that cares about the environment, not his heel character, like the real Daniel Bryan. <laughs> the irony of that statement. And he's just, he's just great. He's just great all around. I think with as much love as he does have, he's still incredibly underrated. I think sort of, you know, 10, 15 years after he's gone to match the 10, 15 years we were just talking about, we're going to look back and go, Daniel Bryan was one of the best. One of the best. There is no two ways about it. He has an intangible like, um, a quality that just makes you like him. And that is so important when you're, when you're trying to be a babyface, especially a babyface in WWE. Where, and that's why I think he got booed when he was the heel. I, I, I think we, uh, half the reason we booed him is just because we want him to be successful at everything that he does. So we are booing because he's calling us idiots. We're also booing like Daniel Bryan. He wants us to boo, so we'll boo. I totally agree. Easy, the best Fiend match to date. Uh, where we go with the Fiend now, I don't know. But uh, yeah, I, I just think 
I just think Daniel Bryan is amazing. I've been thinking this for a while now. He's incredible. PJ Barnes also weighs back in with somehow, somehow, Brock managed to sneak off with the belt again and not be on Raw. They disguised it with a good show. Well, that's one of the reasons I wanted Rey Mysterio to win. That was the other awesome thing about Raw. That title win, the reaction from the crowd and the two matches that preceded it. I thought the Fatal 4-Way was badass. I thought AJ versus Rey Mysterio was badass. But the one, it wasn't a massive deal, but the one little dink it had for me was, if only we had done this at Survivor Series, you know, the crowd were ready for it then too. It was for a bigger championship against arguably a bigger opponent. I mean, literally, of course, but figuratively as well. I just think it would have been a really cool moment. I think it would have been an amazing, satisfying conclusion to that story. It's not, again, it's not really not the end of the world. Excuse me. The fact that we were still able to do it you know, with the United States Championship, it's fine. Like I said, I, I, I loved it. I was completely satisfied and I felt like I'd been rewarded for watching. But yeah, I can't lie that, you know, Brock not being on TV with the Universal, so the WWE title that we have seen for the last few years and Rey Mysterio not getting it, just a little bit. It irks me a little bit. But moreover, it's just awesome. I thought Drew McIntyre and Randy Orton were just, you know, not, not having a laugh in a bad way, but they were enjoying themselves and that came across. Some of the sequences between Rey Mysterio and Ricochet blew my mind. That finish, for example. I know it was a surprise roll up from nowhere, the most devastating move in all of WWE, but it was so smooth and it was so different. I didn't even care. It looked like that's something that could win a match. Oh, I tell you, when Ricochet did the, the wall run off Randy Orton's chest, that match was ace. And so was AJ Styles, Rey Mysterio. That whole, what, 30 minutes of TV, however long it was, 10 out of 10. It was, it was excellent. It's one of the reasons I walked away from Raw thinking I had a really good time watching it was that section. Uh, and if you didn't like it, that's fine. I genuinely thought it was badass. Uh, Silence is her weapon zero in the super chat says, your thoughts on Seth as a face versus him being a heel? My opinion on the matter, he's very similar to Edge, an okay face but excels when being a bad guy. I totally agree, as we were talking about earlier. I think the reason he's able to sort of fit into this role so quickly is because especially at the moment where he does have a, an agreement with a grievance with the fans i mean most of it comes from social media and falling out with them there but still you can use those real life emotions and apply them to his character and i think a little bit he's talked about it in interviews i think a little bit of him does feel like the fans turned on him for no reason and he didn't change anything but that's fantastic because again if he can use that We'll hate him more and he'll hate us more and we'll have a proper bad guy on the books. But yeah, I think he's a much better heel than he is a face. Um, I don't think he goes as strong in that direction as The Miz. Like, I think The Miz should just be a heel all the time. I just think it works. I think Edge was a better face than you're giving him credit for. I think at one point, people were really behind Edge. Um, I think Seth can easily flip and flop between both. But I do think he's a better bad guy. And I'm desperate. Well, I'm desperate, but I'm excited to see what WWE does with him now. I think they pulled the trigger at the right time. Maybe a couple of weeks too late, but that's fine. Get through the pay-per-view, start afresh, start anew. And going into 2020, I mean this. Like if you do have Seth Rollins as an absolute dick, he can probably win the Royal Rumble again. Uh, I, I don't know how you pull that off, but th there could be something in that. I was thinking about it earlier. I didn't really have any front runners. Um, I don't know whether you want someone to win the, the, a Rumble back-to-back -back in 2019 because it'll probably get a bad reaction on the internet, which you do have to think about. But I like it. I like it. Uh, Rag having an end in the Super Chat says, Ray winning the US title made me happy, but still would love to see a moment a la Raw Rumble 2006 and WrestleMania 22. It's really easy to like him. Absolutely is. And I think they know that because they've been trying to uh, introduce us to the new Ray Mysterio, be that Sin Cara or Humberto Carrillo or Callisto or whoever, for a long time, and yet Rey Mysterio is still the guy they go back to, and that's because he's incredible, he's a legend, he's ageless, he's timeless. Even if you've never seen Rey Mysterio before and you've just started watching wrestling, he'll impress you. 
basically created a whole new genre of wrestling, or at least popularized it in America and helped, uh, you know, shape what modern wrestling is. He, Rey Mysterio is, is, is almost essential to everything we know about wrestling in 2019. And the fact that 45, he can still be going out there and having these matches with people like AJ Styles and winning titles and getting those kind of reactions. You're right. Uh, I'd like to see him have one more world title run. I would have loved it 24 hours or 48 hours ago now. But alas, we didn't get it. But, you know, I think you've got to take things as they come. We didn't get the WWE title reign. Hopefully he has a good US title reign. Unless, of course, he says to Umberto Carrillo, who got absolutely smashed on Raw, hey, next week, do you want to have a match? And then Umberto wins. We'll cross that bridge when we get to it. PJ Barnes, the Super Chat says, would you rather Shayna Baszler be drafted to Raw or SmackDown? And would you want Ronda to return to the same or opposite show? I mean, you don't have to rush this. Shayna Baszler, to me, has done all she can do in NXT, and shifting her to either Raw or SmackDown probably helps people like Rhea Ripley, Io Shirai, uh, Dakota Kai, Tegan Knox, uh, Kaylee Ray, because they then can create sort of Generation 4 or whatever the hell it would be. And you probably need to shift Shayna Baszler across to do that. So she can lose the title. And, you know, if you can somehow do that so Becky Lynch costs her that, and Shayna Baszler then, free of any NXT ties, can go to Raw and have a proper feud with Becky Lynch, which culminates at WrestleMania or the Raw Rumble if Ronda Rousey is going to come back. I think that rocks. And I think Shayna Baszler being on a Raw or SmackDown helped everybody because we do need new opponents for the likes of, I mean, Oscar and Kyrie Sane will break up eventually. Charlotte Flair is there. There's a bunch of other women waiting to go into programs. And I think Shayna Baszler is so good. If you watch any of my stuff, you know I'm a big fan. Yeah. She, she will work. I'm not saying she can't stay in NXT and smash it because she would do, but I think there is more upside all over. And generally, if she goes to Raw or SmackDown, I put her on Raw and put her in a Becky Lynch feud. I never beat Becky Lynch, but that's not a conversation uh, we're, we're going to have today. I'm intrigued to see what I think, because Becky Lynch wasn't on Raw. I think she's going to be on NXT. I think there's going to be some altercation there between those two and will build. As for Ronda, I mean, Ronda should go wherever Becky goes. There's no point having Ronda Rousey back and not doing that rematch. People would be livid. So, yeah, I, I think you, you get Shayna and Becky out of the way and then you go on to... You go on to Ronda, Becky. Absolutely. Paul the Cripple, <laughs> amazing name, in Super Chat says, if Alistair Black went up against Andrade, who would Selena side with, her husband or the guy she manages? That's just one of those amazing wrestling scenarios that gets thrown up. Because, yeah, Selena Vega in real life is managed to Alistair Black, but obviously in the kayfabe world is associated with Andrade. I presume, look, you're not meant to know that. I don't think they would mention it on TV. And if you don't mention it on TV, it's not real. Uh, I hope we do see Andrade versus Alistair Black. I think they'd have a great match. And I think there'd be obvious chemistry between Alistair Black and Zelina Vega. So you could probably have a lot of fun with it too. I hope to see it. I hope Buddy Murphy and Andrade for the rest of the one, well, beyond the rest of the year, when he got like six weeks left less. I hope that they... I hope this is not another non-stop, a stop-start push because we've seen that too much, like take on Berto, right? I don't know what they're doing with him. It's going to take time. You can't expect to get massive reactions right out the gate. So I hope we stick behind Buddy. I hope we stick behind Alistair Black. And I hope that, yeah, you know, by the Royal Rumble WrestleMania, they're in high-profile matches because they're great workers and they seem to have some kind of connection with the crowd. But you've got to let that grow and you've got to let it evolve. And you can't just stop doing it because it didn't work straight away, which is sometimes what we do. Silence is how Weapon Zero says, do you think WWE should cut back on the gold? I think yes. While less titles means less title shots for the roster, it can help make the matches feel more important and make the division seem more full. I mean, I say this all the time and no one ever agrees. I'd have one world title. I'd get rid of either the WWE or the Universal. I mean, probably the Universal. I'd allow the world champion to go to both brands. I'd do that for the women's as well. Gets a bit more complicated with the tag team, but I don't see why you can't have a women's tag team on Raw and a men's tag team on SmackDown and separate the brands that way. 
And I think you could probably have a mid-card title on each side to the IC and US. That's personally what I would do. I don't think it's going to happen. I think in 2019, WWE sees that it's still important. And I still think if you win one, it's an incredible achievement. I will never go against that. But I kind of feel like they, they don't feel as uh, essential or crucial as maybe they once did, especially in the late 90s. But that can always change. You know, if all of a sudden Zack Ryder won the world title tomorrow, there would be a huge outpour of probably both love and vitriol on the internet because people care about that stuff. They buy in. Let's not forget what happened when Jinder Mahal won it. <laughs> that's all anybody wanted to talk about for months. And that's because people still believe in the world championship, maybe more than the other ones. But that just goes to show there's always a way to, to build those things back up. So yes, I would always do less titles. You know, the fact there's only one in AEW for the men at the moment, aside from the tag, I think just makes it more interesting but you also need to balance it out like you need to have a prize for the guys who aren't in the main event which is why i think three or four titles is, is enough but i don't think wwe is ever going to go back to that shout out to jose ruda in the super chat who's just thrown some money in there thank you jose that is very kind i always um i always appreciate it and yeah like other than that there wasn't that much bad i mean look again there was no, it made no sense that ray mysterio drew mcintyre um who else was in that match randy orton and ricochet just went hey ray can i have a match even though i didn't care about this beforehand uh, sorry aj can i have a match it was a bit uh it was a bit strange but it's it's such a, again it's such a minor criticism because again the fallout was ace was ace i thought drew mcintyre had his best performance in ages and I really don't know what kind of feud we're going to go into because obviously AJ Styles now hates Randy Orton after Randy Orton got involved and basically cost AJ Styles the championship. But I also saw Randy Orton RKO Drew, which cost Drew the match. So I don't know where we're going, but not in a bad way. I like that. I like that AOP is back. I thought the Charlotte Flair Oscar match was fine. Again, as soon as I say anything is good, I get inundated with people going, yeah, but it was clunky and they, they kept forgetting stuff and it was awkward. Yes, I know. I watched it. But overall, when that was done, my overall feeling was I loved Kyrie saying just jumping at ringside, which for some reason distracted Charlotte Flair. I loved the fact that Oscar spat 72 liters of the green mist into Charlotte's face. I do think it's absolutely ridiculous and dumb. The referee can't put two and two together. But moving away from that, um, I enjoyed it. I thought it was, I don't know who the heel of the face is when it comes to Charlotte and Oscar. Charlotte just comes across like, a, like an asshole all the time um so that's maybe something we need to we, we need to question and it was weird becky wasn't on the show but let's wait till the end of the week there may be a bigger plan in place but yeah i just i just i don't i just thought it was easy to watch i just thought it was really really easy to watch i don't think anything overstayed it's welcome and uh, there were a few surprises as we've already talked about um where have i missed anything i feel like i get my notes out from ups and downs and that way if i've missed anything i can i can figure it out i don't think that i i don't think that i that i have we had that bizarre line by Jerry Lawler and Ric Flair being dead. But if you know, you know. If you don't know, let's not <laughs> let's, let's not worry about it. But no, yeah, that we, oh, we had the uh, the AOP match as well, where they just beat up Zach, Rawkin, Zach Rollins. Um, Zach Rollins, you know what I'm talking about. So yeah, overall, um, sorry, I had a weird text message pop up there. Yeah, overall. Just a good episode of Raw. And if you didn't enjoy it and it's not for you, that's okay. You've got Dynamite in, what, 24 hours? You've got SmackDown on Friday, if you prefer that. There's loads of stuff you can watch. Just personally, I thought three hours of TV after I'd already digested a lot of content over, over the weekend with wrestling. It, it perked me up. And it, it was, straight away, I was like, I'm interested. And I think the Seth Rollins thing was the right thing to do. Shelby Lynn in the Super Chat says, AOP interfering the KO match confused me a bit. I think that's okay. I think you're allowed to be confused in this sense. I may be wrong if there's no follow-up to it and there's no story um, uh, threads on next Wednesday, Monday show, then fine. But I think, I think you're meant to be a little bit, wait a minute, what's that? 
I think you're meant to raise your eyebrow. I think it's a, a seed planter. So that's okay, Shelby. Again, WWE has not the best track record with this, but I, I believe, I believe that this, this, this could be good. And again, it was, uh, it was four good days for professional wrestling. SmackDown was a little bit all over the place, but it was okay. You know, it was fine. And then obviously War Games, great. Survivor Series, great. And I'm going to say that Raw was great. I really, really am. That's, uh, that, that's how I felt about it. And if we go all in with a Seth Rollins heel turn, then hell yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, the other thing we learned, actually, so I was just getting the news up to make sure I hadn't missed anything. Apparently, there's going to be a new face on Bray Wyatt's Firefly Funhouse. Now, I assume that means a puppet. I'm going to guess it ties into Daniel Bryan. I, I, it just intrigued me because clearly they have an idea and clearly they want it to be considered a big deal because if they didn't, they wouldn't announce it on Raw. Also did a hell of a job announcing, uh, well, promoting and advertising NXT on Raw. Almost every commercial, NXT, NXT, Wednesday, Wednesday, Wednesday. Again, you don't have to care about the ratings. I don't think fans should, but you can be interested and you can be intrigued. I can't wait to see what Wednesday does. I don't know what AEW is going to do. I don't know what WWE is going to do or NXT. I know that Diamond Dallas Page is going to be on Dynamite because he's going to present the, the Hangman or MJF with the Diamond Rings. Hopefully MJF wins and beats the hell out of Diamond Dallas Page because he will get serious heat. I, tell you, I think it's going to be a good week for wrestling. I really do. And shout out to Frequently Fly in the Super Chat too, who just says, Happy Tuesday, my friend. Happy Tuesday to you, Frequently Fly. Always good to see you. I hope you're having a good day. I hope you enjoyed Raw. I think that's about it. I don't think anything else is, is going on. If you have anything you'd like me to talk about. It. And the other thing people were going nuts about is Triple H is going to be on WWE backstage this week. So straight everyone's like, oh my gosh, he's going to be there with CM Punk. I'm pretty sure CM Punk ain't on this week. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that is... I don't think you'll see those two guys in the room for a very long time. And if you are, they should absolutely big up that fact because people will definitely, definitely want to watch it. Because I think most people know... Uh, most, most people know there was animosity between those two. And one, I think the, the relationship with Vince McMahon and CM Punk is easier to patch up than the relationship between Triple H and CM Punk, if everything that we've read is to be believed. Uh, it sounds like Triple H and, and CM Punk didn't see eye to eye at all. CM Punk had some choice words with Triple H before he left. I don't, I, I don't know what kind of uh, attitude Triple H takes to that. We know Vince McMahon is very good at uh, uh, forgiving uh, wrestlers if, if he wants um, them to come back. But we will... Um, we, we will see. Otherwise, I think that's it. I'm going through the news now. It doesn't seem like anything is uh, anything is going on. Most people just want to talk about Seth Rollins and the fact that he may or may not have been yelled at by, uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, Vince McMahon af after the fact. So if there's anything else you want to talk about, just chuck it in the comments and, and we'll go from there. Otherwise, Silence is how Weapon Zero says, give Drew McIntyre the Rumble win. The man has improved immensely and have him toss out Heath and Jinder simultaneously. Drew McIntyre is in a weird spot. He hasn't had a singles belt since he came back to the Raw roster after winning the NXT Championship. He looks like a WWE guy. His matches are great. Like last week, Kevin Owens versus Drew McIntyre, probably one of the best things on the show, if not the best. I think it was. This week, same thing with the Fatal 4-Way. Drew McIntyre was a huge part of that, be it the chops he was doing with Randy Orton or that German suplex powerbomb suplex thing that he did with Randy Orton and Rey Mysterio. He always looks dominant. I thought this week he was having a bit more fun when he chucked Ricochet, believe, and he shouted, it's good, like he kicked a football that I think gives him something else. But I don't even know what programs he's in. Because it certainly seems like it's going to be AJ Styles versus Drew McIntyre. <laughs> Sorry, my brain. AJ Styles versus Randy Orton. 
Maybe he goes into a feud with Rey Mysterio over the US title and it ends with Drew McIntyre winning. You could do that. Although the hint to me is that that may be with Ricochet, given that he got rolled up. So yeah, Drew McIntyre's in a weird spot. And that's why that's not the worst idea in the world. I mean, the Rumble's only six weeks away. Uh, so a couple of months away now. And if Drew McIntyre, in fact, it's two months, I think it's the 26th of January. So we're two months away from the Rumble. And if you are going to do that with Drew McIntyre and you are going to have, um, you know, big him up for a, a huge match at WrestleMania fine but does that mean i mean who would be his match i can't see the fiend or brock lesnar losing their titles do you want to see drew mcintyre versus the fiend because I, I sh- i'm assuming you can still pick your brand even though we just had a brand split and brock lesnar versus drew mcintyre while amazing on paper i don't think fits unless one of them goes face and i can't see either one of them doing that so yeah drew's in an odd position i hope they iron out for him soon because i think he's got all the potential in the world uh, and dmosk in the super chat says simon how about authors of pain and rollins versus ko and the striking raiders since they did win at survivor series and Phil Rollins ignore their victory. Hell yeah, we mentioned that earlier. I'm up. I don't necessarily always enjoy six mans because I think sometimes WWE goes back uh, back to the well with that too much. But that's a match I want to see. The Viking Raiders are great. Kevin Owens is great. I kind of feel like there'd be some kind of symmetry there. And look, Rollins teaming up with the AOP. As soon as it started happening, I was like, done. It just works. Because it's got shades of JJ security, I've got shades of the shield, and they'll do the triple power bomb at some point and piss everybody off. I really hope they do it. I really hope it's not a ruse. Uh, Andreas Wilson, the super chat says, should NXT be included in the big four WWE pay-per-views? I mean, not really. There's not even really a big four pay-per-views anymore. That's just what old school fans call it because the pillars used to be WrestleMania, Royal Rumble, SummerSlam, and Survivor Series, and tradition has just held up. I mean, they are changing NXT pay-per-views. The one in February is on a Sunday. Um, so they're obviously staying out of NXT uh, AEW's way. Also staying out, because Saturday night can be boxing main events and UFC and MMA, so they don't want to get involved with that. But it does mean, you know, in fact, let's try and find out. I'm going to guess that it's Fastlane in February. I don't know that for sure. Uh, it's TBD at the moment. Yeah, there's nothing, there's there's no links for it. But I, well, that was, mm, that's usually, it's usually February. So that you may get, a WWE pay-per-view swiftly followed by NXT pay-per-view on the following Sunday. Is that good or is that bad? I don't know. Until it happens, I can't make it out. Does it go three hours? Is that too long? I would probably, my gut says yes, but I don't know. Until I've seen it, I can't make the call. Uh, Paul the Cripple is back, who says, perhaps an environmental goat as a new puppet. Not bad, man. Not a bad shout. People would talk about it. People would like it. Bray Wyatt would make it work. Ties into Daniel Bryan. Good shout. If you get it right, I'll make sure I give you a shout out. And my man, Anthony Taggle, again, always supporting the podcast and the channel and everything. Thanks so much, man. Uh, do you think Raw and SmackDown should have some general managers again to make some sense of the impromptu matches? I don't know. I was thinking about this. It's hard. If you are going to establish them like William Regal has been established on NXT, then yes. They have done such a good job than that that when Dakota Kai pushed him after her heel turn, the crowd, a Chicago crowd, like a hardcore crowd, audibly gasped because they were like, you don't touch William Regal. They believe that he has a certain authority about him. Obviously, when it comes to Raw and SmackDown, that's been watered down too much. So if you do do it, you need to create a figure that is not a face, is not a heel, has no... Uh, bias like Baron Corbin or Kurt Angle they just do things that they are no right for the show so they could have made Kevin Owens versus Seth Rollins because they understand they have beef and what better place to settle that in the ring I don't want you fighting backstage you know that's going to it's going to be of a nuisance to the to the day-to-day running of my television product so yes I, I do think you could do it but I think you need to take your time I do think you don't overdo it you don't make a big song and dance like oh so and so is it they just come in and they do the job 
But it would make sense because, again, as much as I loved it, and I loved it, I can't stress it enough, I was cracking up that Drew McIntyre, Randy Orton, Ricochet, and Ramsey can just come out and go, me, AJ, I know you meant to find the other guy, but how about me? And someone just goes, yep, and you don't know who that person is. It is a bit dumb. I mean, it is. And from a, a storytelling or a, um, a plot hole perspective, it doesn't work. Uh, so I wouldn't mind it, but I want it done tastefully i don't want it to be a 20 minute heel promo i'm gonna book all the bad guys to win i'm done with that we've had that since the late 90s we do need to move on uh tom talks rabbits in the super chat says what wrestling would you watch if this wasn't your job i get asked that a lot i don't know the answer because it requires me to live in a world i don't live in like would i watch raw every single week i probably wouldn't if there's a bad episode the next week i'd probably give it a miss and i'd probably read about it first or watch things like ups and downs and then make my mind up about what i wanted to see i'd probably be watching dynamite still because i would have been so intrigued as a new fan i don't think there's anything wrong to push me away i'd be watching nxt Smackdown is two hours. I find that a breeze, so I'd be watching that. But th- that's my gut. I think the only reason... I think I probably would watch large chunks of Raw, but I don't think I'd be able to get through 120 minutes just because it's long. We talk about this all the time. Nobody wants to do anything for three hours, which always triggers somebody to say, well, I want to have sex for three hours. And as I say to them, no, you don't. Your penis would be red raw. And after about two and a half hours, you're going to be in pain and you're not going to want to do it anymore. But I don't know. It's a great question. because I mean, My favorite thing about watching wrestling these days is that I get to be dumb about it i get to be quirky about it i get to take the mick out of it i get to say what i love and what i hate and then present that to an audience who is very receptive and very engaged and i'm very blessed to do that i'm very lucky to do that and it's my favorite thing so again my opinion on it is skewed um but hey that's 2019 the wrestling world has changed and that is a way you hence we have reaction videos right the what culture guys did it over the weekend for survivor series they'll do it again you you have this brand new way that you can, I mean, a brand new way to involve yourself in wrestling is to moan about it on Reddit or moan about it on Twitter. And that's cool. If you're enjoying it and you're entertained, then you haven't done anything wrong. I always say this, the like, there's no such thing. There's nothing wrong with being a fanboy and there's nothing wrong about being biased and there's nothing wrong with having favorites. The issues is when that you take umbrage with somebody else that's doing the same. That's when the logic all falls apart from me. If we could all just smile and not go, okay, they like WWE, but I like AEW or vice versa. It would all be good, but we don't. We then start yelling at other people, and that's what I don't like. So, yeah, it would be interesting, but hopefully that never happens. I'm very happy doing what I do. I never want it to go away. I care about it a lot. I want to do a good job and all those uh, all those things. Good point. I said 120 minutes. I meant 180 minutes because I talked about SmackDown. Um, yeah, so uh, I'm intrigued to see what they do on SmackDown this week, talking of SmackDown. We're probably going to continue the Roman Reigns Baron Corbin feud, which I'm not massively into. I want to know who the Fiend's next feud within. I bet it's the Miz. What does Daniel Bryan do? Does he go after the Intercontinental title and win that brand new shiny belt? Leather, too. He's not going to like that. So, it will. Uh, at least I'm intrigued and I want to see what's going out. And I'm especially interested about NXT. I think they've done a great job in building up the likes of Keith Lee, Adam Cole, Rhea Ripley. I mean, Dakota Kai, if you're into her. Well, that's more from an NXP, you know, it's, it, that didn't really breach out into Raw and SmackDown. And hopefully they've done such a good, Shayna Baszler too, hopefully they've done such a good job that you now see them a bit more as stars. And when one day, Wednesday rolls around and you weren't watching before, you do. Not over Dynamite or vice versa, whatever you want to do, but I mean in general. I hope that it works because I want everyone to do well and I want everyone to, uh, to make loads of money. 
I think that's it. I think that's everything that's happened over the last 24 hours. We did survive a series yesterday, special episode, as you know. And if you are listening on the podcast and you've noticed the extended running time, it's because I've put that podcast at the end of this one, should you not care about Survivor Series, uh, given that it's a couple of days. But otherwise, yeah. And people are mentioning Seamus in the twat. In the twat. <laughs> that's a thing. In the chat. Seamus in the chat is a really hard thing to say. He was backstage at Survivor Series because Cesaro posted a lot of uh, pictures of him on Instagram. However, I knew he wouldn't come back because if it was meant to be a secret, that would never happen. I don't know when. He's got spinal stenosis, which is no picnic, and I hope he's okay. I know he's got himself into phenomenal shape, and I've always felt that Sheamus was underrated as well. I'd like to see him back. I think he's got a good tenure there. Uh, he does have a veteran status too, and I think people would enjoy seeing him back. So hopefully soon. Uh, Silent is how Weapon Zero says, Smackdown, can't wait for some smack clowns. It's true. I will be dressing up as a clown for this week's episode of SmackDown. Uh, for the people that went nuts at me, I wasn't able to do it on Survivor Series because I'm not going to buy a clown outfit if there's no need. And I ordered my clown outfit yesterday, but it only arrived this afternoon. So we're going to do it on Saturday for smack clowns, as Silence has said. And I'll dress up as a clown. And I'm not doing it. I'm not, you know, dressing up as the Joker or like it or some cool clown. I have a dumb, dumb clown outfit because I'm a man of my word, which is ironic because that's what the Joker says in The Dark Return, uh, the Dark Knight. But I'm a man of my word. I dress up as a clown and I'll just, you know, throw my reputation into the ground. Not that I really had a reputation anyway. Shout out to Chicken Salad in the Super Chat, who just threw some money in there. Thank you, Chicken. Appreciate it. And uh, Jose Ruda says in the Super Chat, I love Umberto so much, they keep doing him wrong. Tell me about it, dude. I agree. I agree. I thought you should at least have had... I can't be too mad at it because I love the alternative. But he is being treated a bit like a chump. He never wins. He got that fluke win in the six-man tag last week. He's meant to have an AJ Styles US title match. Doesn't get beaten up. If they're going to push him, they've got to do something big soon. But let's hope they do. He's very, very talented. Best moonsault I've ever seen. It's ridiculous. It's so smooth. Him and Io Shirai, just nuts. But no, I, I'm with you, man. I hope that they do. And I, I think he has an upside. Um, you just need to showcase that and not keep having him lose. <laughs> so we'll see what goes down. Uh, it's early days for him, right? He's only just started on Raw and, and stuff. And I hope, that it, I hope it goes the right way. Okay, we'll, we'll wrap it up there. Please do subscribe. I, I am amazingly, what am I on now? I'm on 90,100 90, 90, subscribers, which means I am 9,900 and, sorry, nine, well, I'm 9,000, basically 9,000 subscribers from 100,000, which is crazy to me. Absolutely crazy. Did I say 9,000? I don't even know what I'm talking about. Yeah, nine, that's right. Yeah, what I'm talking about. <laughs> which is uh, it was nuts. I'd love to get there before the end of the year, so please do subscribe. Uh, otherwise, if you want some merch, simonmiller.bigcartel.com for all those people that keep asking. Shout out to pinsandknuckles.com who sponsored this podcast. Check out pinsandknucklesmerch.com too. If you want to come call me a bald asshole on Twitter, you can at simonmiller316 and Instagram, simonmiller316. And all of this is all thanks to Super Chats. So a salute to everyone that Super Chatted today. I put all that money back into my personal projects as I do with my Patreon, patreon.com forward slash simonmiller316. Even if you just put that into your, uh, into your um, uh, web browser and check it out i'd appreciate it if someone takes your fancy awesome if you want to throw a dollar in there awesome if you don't it's all good don't worry about it again we're on all audio services as well if you'd rather walk around and do it but otherwise we'll be back later in the week we're going to have a, a patreon member on at some point too which you can also do again through uh, through that means i think that's it i hope you enjoyed raw i hope you enjoyed smackdown if you didn't don't worry aew dynamite is coming up in just over 24 hours time aew dark is tonight kenny omega i believe is on aew dark you know we can find that out right now I swear there's a big match on AEW Dark tonight. And I'm pretty sure 
Because they must have set the premiere up now already. Actually, sometimes they don't, do they? Sometimes they don't do it till sort of... Yeah, they haven't done it yet. I think Kenny Omega is on AEW Dark this evening defending his AAA championship. Which I hope so, because Kenny Omega is just great. So that's another reason to watch. And of course, we'll have NXT as well. So much good. And then I think we need a break. I think we need to calm down, because there has been a lot of wrestling. <laughs> there has been a lot of wrestling recently. But have great days. Thank you, as always, for the support. And yeah, I think that's it. I think I'm done. Love you. Hello, world of the internet. Simon Miller here, finally, after fighting with technology for the last 18 minutes. My camera didn't work, if you want to know. Doesn't work for people listening onto the audio feed. Yes, Simon is Pro Wrestling Show is also available on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, Spotify. You name it, you get your podcast there, you can hear me. But yeah, my camera just didn't work. So here I sat trying to figure it out. And it's that classic thing. You turn it off, you turn it back on again, all of a sudden... We're back where we need to be. So I do apologize, but better late than never, but better never late. It's Monday. It's 1 p.m. GMT, just after. Uh, ups and downs for Survivor Series. We're up on what culture in around about an hour. Probably be a little better than 2 p.m. this morning because I was late getting it across. It's a pretty, uh, a pretty crazy a pretty crazy show. So I thought, look, we do it for Raw. We'll do it for Survivor Series. There's a lot to talk about. If we do do the show tomorrow, Survivor Series will have passed us by because Raw will have come and taken over. So I thought we'll do it right now. And that's what we're doing. So yes, thank you as always for joining me. If you are on my YouTube channel for the first time, please hit subscribe. I'm getting excited about subscribers. We are up to 89.8. 11,000, just under, basically 10,000 away from 100,000. That just made me laugh forever. 100,000. Can you imagine that craziness? So please do give me a subscribe, like, um, share, all that stuff. I'm on Instagram and Twitter at SimonMiller316. Uh, what else do I do? I have merchandise, simonmiller.bigcartel.com. If you do want to support the podcast, you can at patreon.com forward slash simonmiller316. Uh, again, I can't do any of my personal stuff, be it my YouTube channel, my podcasts, uh, my live streams without that. Thank you to everybody who signed up this week. And in terms of a more immediate thing, if you don't want to sign up to a... Uh, I mean, Patreon's not really a subscription service, but you get what I'm saying. Throw something in the super chat right now. Anything you write, any question you ask, anything you say, I will read out and you can control the direction of the show. Also, shout out to pinsandknuckles.com, sponsor of the Simon Miller Pro Wrestling Show. Uh, let's get into it. Blessing Naka Kitasawika. I have not pronounced that right at all. I'm sorry, my friend, in the super chat. When you do a super chat, you get a hand on the heart. No idea why. Just started doing it one day. Some sponsorship money for the clown outfit, Simon. Well... Yeah, I appreciate that. I do have to go and buy a clown outfit because I lost the, the ups and downs challenge, the ups and clowns challenge. Uh, you can find out more on uh, on what culture. Yeah, in about an hour's time or whenever ups and downs Survivor Series goes up. And shout out to Alex D as well, who says, my morning coffee and some Simon Miller chat this morning is good. Thank you, Alex. And thank you very much for supporting me in the super chat. I always appreciate it. Um, I hope you enjoyed Survivor Series as well, because I did. Segway King right there. Um, the thing I'm surprised about the most, because I always I try and stay off social media as much as I can before I've seen it, because I find even if you don't intend to, sometimes you know if you go in your your replies, for example, on your Twitter, and it's just negative, 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 negative. Sometimes that can rub off on you, and you're a little bit more negative than you need to be. Same with vice versa. I was surprised people didn't like that main event. Like I'm not saying it's the greatest match I've ever seen in my entire life. But sometimes you've got to look long term. And I think Shayna Baszler being the last thing you saw on one of WWE's main roster big pay-per-views, beating Bailey and Becky Lynch. All right, she didn't technically beat Becky Lynch, but that's good because it means we tie into some idea down the line. Although really, I think you could have beat Becky Lynch and that would have made it more personal. 
I just think it makes Shayna Baszler one of the best champions in WWE, be that Raw, SmackDown, or NXT. It justifies her, what, 390-day title reign or whatever the hell it is. Beat Bailey. I mean, I don't care what you think about Bailey. She's still Bailey. We still know who she is. She's still, you know, one of the cornerstones of WWE's women's division. I thought it was great. Again, it's not the best match I'd ever seen, and maybe there was more reaction to the elimination matches or Brock Lesnar versus Rey Mysterio, and you want to structure a card... So it builds, of course. But no, I wasn't. I, the, the really cool thing, I, the good thing about all of this is no one is actually moaning that, because this did happen because we live in a bad world sometimes, but nobody is actually uh, uh, moaning that the women main evented or even making a big deal with the women main evented. We're just talking about whether you liked it or whether you didn't like it. And I think that's awesome. That's the world we should live in. The women should be able to main event whatever the show they want. And it shouldn't be a debate. It should just be something that happens. So I thought that was good. But yeah, I liked it. Anytime we put, um, anytime we, uh, we, we put someone like Shayna Baszler, who I believe has a huge future, especially, not that this should make any difference, but it does. You know, she is in her late 30s. She needs to become a star now. And I think she is. I, I thought it was, I was really happy at the end of that show. Again, it wasn't perfect. There were some disappointments. How Shinsuke Nakamura, AJ Styles, Roderick Strong was a disappointment, I don't know. Not from their performance, but I, the crowd didn't really care and there was no atmosphere. And, you know, the, the, the finish was cool because Roderick Strong stole the pin. Yeah, I was, I was kind of surprised by that. It, it kind of came and went. And really on paper, AJ Styles versus Roderick Strong versus Shinsuke Nakamura should be something that I wake up and everybody's going crazy about. But I didn't hear one thing. And I know my, sp my sphere of influence is small. But, yeah, I didn't hear one thing. No one mentioned it. Kind of the, the big takeaways, and we'll talk about it, hence the title, were Brock and Ray, The Fiend, the elimination matches, and that some people didn't like the main, didn't like the main event. No one is talking about Styles, Nakamura, Roderick Strong. We live in a crazy world, I tell you. We, we, we really, really do. And I do, I do wonder how our reaction would have been if that had taken place on TakeOver, for example, rather than Survivor Series. But we'll never know. Shout out to James Arnold in the super chat. Thank you, James, who says, keep up the great work, Simon. Love the channel. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. And thank you for watching. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you for everything. Because if, I always say this, not just for here, but for what culture and wherever else you see my face. Uh, if you didn't watch and if I didn't have an audience, I can't do what I do. So, you know, I know there's this rhetoric. I mean, look, I'm... I'm <laughs> I know it's not on the same level by any stretch of the imagination, but there's this rhetoric out, rhetoric out there where people are like, you know, I bought your house. And someone's like, you didn't buy my house. Now, you know, transparency, I don't own my own house. I still rent. <laughs> but I kind of feel there is a truth to that. Like, if you guys didn't support, I wouldn't be in the position that I'm in. So thank you so much. Uh, Raghaven N in the super chat says, NXT did the perfect underdog act winning four to three. And we have a reason for Ronda Rousey to return after Becky attacked Baser following the main event. I didn't think of it like that. I hope that doesn't happen. I, I want to see Becky Lynch versus Shayna Baszler one-on-one -on -one first. I don't want Ronda to get involved in that. I do want Ronda to come back. I think Ronda was great. But I, I want to see I want to see Baszler versus Lynch. Secretly, I want Baszler to win, but I'll never say that out loud because people get mad at me. But um, yeah, I want to see that match. Look, if we want to do that at the Royal Rumble and then do Ronda Becky 2 at, uh, at, the, at uh, WrestleMania, I'm all for it. Personally, that's why I would have had Baszler beat Lynch in that sense i know it kind of craps all over Baisley, but you know to me if Baisler beats lynch here then you do Baisler becky lynch at the rumble then you can do ronda becky at wrestlemania should you wish and then at some point down the line maybe at the next year's survivor series or whatever the plan is you can then do shayna versus becky rubber match of course becky would win that 
Just my opinion, but I think what they do, I liked it. I'm clearly in the minority. I look forward to everybody telling me I'm a schmo on ups and downs later when I say that I liked it, but I'm used to it now. As long as you guys care, as long as you guys react, uh, I'm all good with it. Uh, shout out to Geeked Out Nation, a super chat. It says, best pay-per-view WWE has put on all year, in my opinion. Yeah, it was good. Look, the way I see it is, WWE are very good at these overcrowded elimination matches. They always do well. Like, even the one at Crown Jewel, Rick you know, Hogan versus Flair was good. They know they just know how to book them. They're fun. They're exciting. The fact that NXT won the women's one and that SmackDown won the men's one. No, nah, that wasn't so good. The only we'll start at the start, right? The the women's elimination match, five on five on five. The only thing, and maybe I've missed a trick here, but I was a bit like, wait, so NXT's plan was to take two of their women out of the match and pretend they got injured just to, to come back later and help. I know maybe we're meant to think that they were properly injured. But that didn't work for me. So I was like, it was a terrible plan. Because all that could have happened, all you did was abandon your team. And then obviously there was three, there was only three left. But I don't know. But I did like it. I thought it was well worked. Seems like we're going to do a program between Oscar and Charlotte. I'm okay with that. Uh, love the uh, the stuff between Kyrie Sane and Io Shirai. Obviously, if you know, you know. If you don't know, doesn't matter. Still two great workers going it out. Love the fact that Tony Storm had to be taken out with two finishes. Thought Natalia looked ridiculous when she, like a dog. Oh, I'm teaming with Sasha. Pop in the face. No, you're not. And look, Rhea Ripley winning. The best thing about all this NXT invasion stuff is that Rhea Ripley and Adam Cole have now, you know, doubled their stock, if not tripled their stock. You know, if you didn't know who they were before, surely now you're interested. And I think that was part of the plan. Like, I, I think it's impossible to argue, and please do, I know you will. But last year, Raw won 6-1. to one. Technically 6 to nothing, because the pre-show didn't count last year. It did count this year. And then one year later, after SmackDown has moved to Fox, and after, look, just saying it, being the messenger, not picking a side, AEW's beating NXT in the ratings mostly, NXT wins the night and SmackDown beats Raw. That's not, that's not a fluke. That is intentionally done by WWE to try and get people to watch on Wednesdays, trying to get Rhea Ripley over as a star, trying to get Adam Cole over as a star, so that we don't need to prop it up with Finn Balor's and Kevin Owens, and you tune in to see those guys. That was the intention, and that's probably why Adam Cole versus Pete Dunne was on this show, so they could have a proper good NXT match to try and make you watch NXT, and that's fine. That's called business. But again, I think when you compare it to last year, I think that's you've got to call a spade a spade. Uh, shout out to my man, Sean Gearhorn, the Super Chat. Always supporting, always appreciate it, Sean. Uh, so do we get to see Simon in a clown outfit for both Raw and SmackDown? Lol, great pay-per-view. Hope you're well, Simon. Have a great day. Well, the problem is, Sean, like, I'm not going to waste my money. So I didn't buy one until today. So it all depends where it comes. So I'll either do it for Raw or I'll do it for SmackDown. If it somehow turns up first thing tomorrow, I'll do it for Raw. And if not, I'll do it, like I say, uh, on Saturday. But no, only one. It wasn't, it wasn't for the week. It was just one show. Um, but it was a great pay-per-view, I agree. Geeked Out Nation Super Chat says, uh, the women triple threat, weakest match of the night, in my opinion. Uh, yes, I, I think maybe in terms of, I hate saying it, but match quality it was. But I think sometimes it's not, especially in WWE, it's not just about match quality. You want your matches to be good, and I still think it was fine. It's about what it means and where it's going. And we ended with a story, Becky attacking Shayna. I enjoyed it. Probably a bit too long. I probably should have said that on ups and downs. I didn't. But probably a bit too long. But no, I, I, I don't have a problem with it at all. I liked it. I really did. As I did the men's five on five on five. Keith Lee is another one that has to go into this Adam Cole uh, and Rhea Ripley category. What a showing he has had. Like, what a showing that man has had. He's just, he was brilliant anyway. I've always been a big fan. I got excited when he was signed by, by WWE. 
He just looks great, and that sort of the kick-out sequence between him and Roman Reigns kind of sucks that he couldn't win, but I get it. You know, Roman Reigns is still WWE's boy, and it did help Keith, uh, Keith Lee to be in that position. And he beat Seth Rollins, right, with that modified jackhammer, which was excellent. Yeah, it was just fun all around. The only sort of real bee in my bonnet, and boy howdy do I get mad about it on ups and downs, is I do not understand what, what is Braun Strowman. <laughs> what is Braun Strowman these days? What is the plan? What do we want to do with him? Where are we headed? Because all we ever get to is a situation where WWE goes, well, we like Braun because he's big. However, we don't want him to win here, so we need a way to get him out of the match, but he can't properly lose all the time. Elimination Chamber a couple of years ago, Braun beats everybody, Roman beats him. A month ago at Crown Jewel, well, Tyson Fury will count him out. This one, well, Drew McIntyre will count him out. It's preposterous. Either you're in with Braun Strowman or you're not in with Braun Strowman. Like just because he's seven foot tall and massive, you still have to treat him in a certain way. And it's got to the point now it irks me. I know it makes me a massive wrestling nerd, which I am. But yeah, it really irked me last night. I was like, oh man, just let someone beat him. Give, let, let Ricochet beat him. Give somebody something if he's just going to float around. Because really, look, Braun Strowman is a success. I'm not saying he's not a success. I'm talking about, what's his name? Adam something. So Adam, whatever his name is, is a success. But the character of Braun Strowman, like, if you're not going to go all in with him, use him to put other guys over. Because it's always going to be amazing seeing a guy that big lose. It just is. But don't keep putting him in these odd situations. Like, his highlight so far, I'm talking about the character's highlight, is that he was a tag team champion with a 10-year-old. I'm not 100% sure that's the kind of thing we're going for <laughs> when it comes to the monster among men. But yeah, it was... Uh... I, I just, it just, it just, hurt. it just does. It just bothers me. I'm like, it's just so obvious now. Like, it, it's so, it, it's so obvious. Um, right, let's talk about Brock Lesnar and Rey Mysterio, which I should have done 13 minutes ago, given it was the title of this uh, of this show. It was the match I was anticipating the most, and it was the match where I felt like there was an obvious out. And really, I should know that WWE doesn't do this. I do this a lot. I'm like an England football fan. I create my own expectations, then I disappoint myself when it doesn't happen, even though it was me. <laughs> <laughs> that introduced this to begin with. Uh, before we get there, shout out to Alex D in the super chat who says, yeah, why can't Braun be prayed as a serious threat? Portrayed as a serious threat. Exactly. That is the, um, that is, is my, my point. He's not a threat. Who does he beat? Nobody. The last person I saw him beat was the Singh brothers and um, uh, what's his face? I can't remember his name. The presentation guy. Oh, I must be tired. This is why you don't stay up for pay-per-views. It will come to me in a minute. Drew Gulak, thank you. Was it the Singh brothers or was it the B team? It was the B team. That's the last person I saw him beat up. Don't understand it. Uh, Spaz Finch in the Super Chat says, Hey, Simon, haven't seen you live in a while. My show that you've always supported has moved to a podcast form, Spaz Phoenix Podcast on most platforms. So there you go. If you want more wrestling content, especially on a day like today, check out Spaz Phoenix. I guess you just search for Spaz Phoenix on most platforms. I'm guessing iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, all of them. And again, you know, if you want to join in the conversation, please do. Super Chat is right there. I'll read out. I'll ask any question that you ask. But yeah. You know, Rey Mysterio winning the WWE title to me would have ticked so many boxes. One, he's a guy that we all love. It's rare you hear someone say they don't like Rey Mysterio. The family angle, certainly as we saw in the live arena last night, you know, Chicago loved the idea of Dominic coming out and trying to uh, and trying to help his dad win. And that near fall after the two, the two frog splashes when they both covered him was had such a huge reaction when Brock Lesnar did kick out. I had this moment where I was like, well, I wanted Ray to win, as you would have seen on my What Culture predictions. Clearly, well, I don't know how many people were there last night. 15,000, probably less. But 15,000 people wanted him to win. And what do we really benefit by Ray Mysterio not winning? Like, I like Brock Lesnar. I think in many ways he's underrated or at least criticized too much, which it takes away from how good he actually is, which he is. 
But I honestly believe that if we had allowed Rey Mysterio to win, it would have made Raw more interesting. It would have shaken up the status quo. It was something that we weren't expecting. But moreover than that, to me, wrestling is always about telling a satisfying and warm story. And what better story than Beast beats up child, dad returns from injury caused by same person to take title. That to me is a great wrestling story. It's nice and simple. It sends the crowd home happy. If you were going to do that, you could have put it on last. I just think it would have created a real buzz. And you don't have to keep it on Rey Mysterio long if you don't want. I personally would, but I understand how politics work. And it just surprised me. And it just upset me a little bit. Not in like a, a real way, but from a wrestling fan point of way. Because is Brock Lesnar going to be on Raw? Maybe, maybe not. Is he now going to fight Cain Velasquez again? Maybe. Do I care? Meh. Is he going to fight Bobby Lashley? Do I care? Meh. Do you know what I mean? Like, I feel like Rey Mysterio walking out next to his son after they vanquished their conqueror. I just think it would have offered something different. And I think it would have been proof that we can like i say change up the format even when you don't expect it to happen but maybe more for me right maybe more for me maybe Rey mysterio is never going to beat brock lesnar um but it was i i like i saw someone moaning about this too i love the match i love the format of the match i loved it when dominic came out with a towel as dumb as that was i love the double low blow the double 619 because I, I sometimes like to take a step back and look at it from a humane point of view how happy is Rey mysterio going to be today he's he'd be over the moon like, it's the, it's the greatest thing ever. Like, surely it's the greatest thing ever to team with your son, get a great reaction in a proper wrestling town. I just think he should have won. I think he should have won. Maybe I'm being too much of a, a, a fuddy-duddy. I don't know. I just don't get what we what, what surprises we get with Brock Lesnar still being the champion. I'm not saying it's, it's, it's not realistic that Brock Lesnar would be the champion. Of course it was. I just think everything had come together at the right time. And I really think we were on the cusp of, like I say, just, be, just feeling satisfied with, a, with, a, with an end of a story that kind of surprised me. I never thought we were going to get Ray versus Brock when Cain Velasquez entered the picture. And then all of a sudden we went back to it. So, yeah, it's a shame. But I don't know. We'll see what the fallout is. And also, what does Ray do now? What does Dominic do? I just think it would have been an awesome moment today and tomorrow night on Raw. I, I tune in anyway. I'm that guy. But it, it would have been cool to tune in. And, and seen that later on, I think it would have been a draw, as wrestlers say. But yeah, let me know what you think in the comments as well. As Leo Solid 5 has done, he says, Hey, Simon, do you think Ray will get a title reign eventually? I personally thought he should have won yesterday. Also, much appreciation from Israel. Can't wait for you to turn up in one of the promotions here. Oh, man, if I ever get booked in Israel, that would be, I'll be well happy about that. It's kind of a dream, I think, now you, now you bring it up. I like to think that Rey Mysterio would get one last run, but I also think if that was going to happen, yesterday was the time and we didn't do it because um, I think he's I think he's only got not a great amount of time left on his contract. They're not overly using him. He's probably going to get great offers from AEW or AAA or New Japan. I think he may leave. So no, I know I think there's a chance we won't see him as the WWE champion again. And that kind of sucks. That, that kind of sucks, Leo. I, I think they're... I think maybe this was a missed opportunity. But never mind. Like, what are you going to do? These things happen. We will uh, we'll wait and see. You never know. I don't see him being back in the title picture now. That's why. I didn't see him being there to begin with. And now that he hasn't won, it's going to be difficult to fit him back in. Unless he moves over to SmackDown. But don't do that. I'm terrified about what happens now Survivor Series is done. So, yeah, a shame. A real shame, I think. Just one man's opinion, though, of course. Uh, my man Rag having end in the super chat says Batista at his peak between 2005 to 2008 was WWE's last genuine monster. Everything from his machine gun entrance to his in-ring performance was cool. Important word that. Important word that in uh, in wrestling vernacular. Cool. 
you do want to come across as cool, especially when you're a monster. So I think you're right, Raghavan. I can't think of anybody else. And Batista was done well, right? He was in world title pictures. He won titles. He beat the top guys. Who, when was the last time Braun Strowman won a match against somebody that you would deem to be a top guy? I know there will be uh, somebody we have to throw it out there. But it, it's, not, it's not been done in the way like a Batista or even a big show when he first arrived. And I don't understand why. And again, it's become glaringly... Sometimes the problem is these things become too obvious. And it's become too obvious to me that they are trying to circumvent proper finishes because they don't want Braun to win, but they don't want him to look weak. And that can be a real conflict of interest at times. Uh, Nixie in the Super Chat says, Brock always delivers at Survivor Series. He does. Because last year, who did he fight? I mean, three years ago, it was Goldberg. Where the hell did that time go? Last time must have been Daniel Bryan. The year before that must have been AJ Styles. Brock Lesnar is your Survivor Series MVP. Totally agree. Uh, my man Spaz Phoenix is back in the Super Chat. Says, Simon, they could have given NXT UK a huge spotlight if Kaylee Ray had got the pin on Saturday or if Tony Storm was the sole survivor on Sunday. That being said, I think the start of the weekend was really agree. Yeah, that's what I think they were doing. I mean, if we call a, you know, if we're just being honest, I think WWE prioritizes normal NXT over NXT UK, whether they should or shouldn't. I imagine, well, it has got a bigger audience. It's on American television. So that's what they were doing. Yes, I think Kaylee Ray still had a great showing, as did Tony Storm at Survivor Series. But out of all of the weekend, when you're looking at NXT women and maybe any woman in WWE, Rhea Ripley is the standout star. And I think that's intentional. I think that's by design. And you should do that because Rhea Ripley has something about her. It helps that she, I mean, she gets into any ring and she looks like she can kick everybody's ass. And now she kicks everybody's ass. And there's something to be said about backing that up, going back to my Braun Strowman argument. So I know what you mean. Um, but yeah, I think they prioritize NXT first, which like they probably should. And it's worked because, again, Rhea Ripley, Adam Cole, Keith Lee, not necessarily Matt Riddle, but I think those three feel like they... Champa maybe a little bit as well, but I think those three especially feel like they real have uh, they have eyes on them and hopefully will now develop as, as stars in their own right, which will get more people to watch on Wednesdays. Uh, Geeked Out Nation, the Super Chat says... Uh, Brian is anything they need him to be. I think you mean Braun. Braun is anything they need him to be. He is late career, big show, face when they need, heel when they need, comedy act when they need it. I hate it. No, he is like that. I agree. And I think he, they think they think he can get away with it because he's a big dude. And there is something to that. Because, you know, if you light a fire under him again, within about two and three weeks, he's so big, people will buy into it because he's massive. But he is that person. He's a bit like Kevin Owens, I feel like, fits that bill as well. Kevin Owens is so good at everything that he'll be put in any situation, right? He was a face, he was a heel, he's in the world title program, he's down on NXT, and he smashes it every time because he's great. And I guess Braun Strowman, because of his size, also fits that bill. Same with Dolph Ziggler. I think Bobby Lashley, they kind of do that with as well. So yeah, I agree with you. I, I totally agree with you. Um, Vishesh Anedja, I hope I got that right, my friend. Thanks for all the entertainment. First video I watch every day is ups and downs. Thank you, my friend. You have no idea how much that means to me. Also because, little secret as you have tuned into Simon's Pro Wrestling Show, I put a lot of pressure on myself when it comes to those videos. I don't just, I take them very seriously. I want them to be good and sometimes I watch them back and I don't always watch them back because I struggle. It's difficult to watch yourself back, but if I don't think I've done a good job, yeah, I feel like I've let myself down. So it's good to hear that. Thank you. Uh, who dat for live Chris Fields? I love that name in the super chat. Why include Dominic if Ray's not going to win? To make you think that he is Chris. That's why. And it worked. I saw the reaction to that near fall. But I agree with you. I think the Mysterio family should have come out on top. Because now what we've learned is you can beat up a dad and his son and hold on to what you and, and get no comeuppance whatsoever. <laughs> Wrestling. 
Uh, Dan Lemley in the Super Chat says, just wanted to share that I got to meet Cody Rhodes at a meet and greet last Saturday. That is cool. I imagine he's a lovely guy. I've met him a couple of times. Just a stand-up fella is old Cody Rhodes. Very respectful, very nice, very appreciative of, uh, of his fans. Yeah, just a good dude. So I'm going to imagine that was your your uh, your experience as well, Dan. But but let me know. Always cool. Always cool to meet people like that. Uh, Geeked Out Nation just goes in their super chat and says bye bye championship for three months. Why why ugh? Which uh, <laughs> which sums up um, which sums up his opinion on the uh, uh, on the matter. My man Albert Merkazovic. I hope I got that right. Who says in the super chat stayed up until five a.m. to watch Survivor Series and now I regret that as. <laughs> As I start sleeping in class, lice of a wrestling fan in Norway at that. Well, shout out to Albert in Norway. We've all been there. I try and go to sleep and get up earlier now because as I get older, I realize that I'm just better that way. It means I can actually like do things like this, for example. Although, again, little window into Simon as well. Today's tax day. Oh, worst thing about being a freelancer. So I'm going to do that later. I'm gonna, again, I'm going to do that later while watching the Austin Undertaker podcast or show. So we'll talk about that tomorrow. I haven't seen it yet because I've saved it for me going through receipts, which is the dullest thing on planet Earth. Anyway, we don't need to talk about that. But uh, I think you, I think you're all right, Albert. I think it was a good show. I think you did the right thing, staying up for it. I don't think you'd be disappointed. I think that it did. Uh, uh, yeah, I think I think it ticked the boxes. Bobby AJ in the super chat says, "Do you have your costume, Simon?" He's talking about ups and clowns. I ordered it this morning. Again, I wasn't going to waste money if I didn't have to. <laughs> I like to be quite smart with my cash. And it will either come tomorrow and I'll do it on Raw or come in the week and I'll do it on SmackDown at the weekend. We will see. Sucks though, right? Sucks. Spaz Phoenix in the Super Chat says, Have you mentioned the Mauro Ronaldo issue? Ha- also, have you and Jules from What Culture ever considered collaborating on your mental health content? I mean, no, but I'm sure we would. Uh, no, I mean, the mo- I'm very, very, very... Uh, look, if you watch my channel before, again, please subscribe if you're watching and you haven't already. I'm very passionate about mental health. Um, I, I don't like the term, but I, I guess I am a mental health advocate. like Paul Heyman. Uh, Look, it's as simple as this. Like, when it comes to... The the, the criticism or the other side of the fence that I've seen is people saying, well, if Mauro Ronaldo is that sensitive, maybe he shouldn't do that job or maybe he shouldn't read Twitter. That's not how it works. Like, that is not how it works. Like, Mauro Ronaldo doesn't want to have mental health issues. I believe he's bipolar. Uh, He probably has some other things as well. He doesn't want that in his life, but he, he has to deal with it because that's something... Again, that's an ailment that he has. It's like, again, it's, it's everywhere today. Everyone says this, but it's true. If I have a broken leg, you don't say, well, walk it off, Miller. I'm like, I can't. I have a broken leg. I'd love it to go away, but I have no control over this. And people suffering with mental health issues, that's the thing. They have no control over it. Nobody sits there and go, oh, I'm going to be well depressed today. It's the opposite. Usually, a reason people get so bad is because there is an internal fight where they're desperate to feel better, but they don't know how. So when we apply that to the Mauro Ronaldo situation, and I will take all the evidence as read, but I don't know, which would mean, if you don't know, on Saturday night during NXT TakeOver, Corey Graves put a critical tweet of Mauro Ronaldo's commentary out because Mauro takes that stuff to heart. He deleted his Twitter account and he wasn't able to appear on Survivor Series. I don't know they are the facts, but let's take them as the facts to have a conversation about it. As I said, if anybody mentions it in the super chat, I will talk about it, which is what I'm doing. Just don't do it. <laughs> if you know Moronalo suffers from that kind of thing and that he is sensitive, which, by the way, this is the other thing that pisses me off. There's nothing wrong with being sensitive. Oh, that's a criticism. Oh, you're so sensitive. Okay. We're human beings. Like we, we, we have chemical makeups and we have DNA. And it's all about how you're brought up. If you are sensitive, that's all right. 
That's all right. It means if you have good people around you, they should go, oh, so-and-so is sensitive. I need to bring this up with them, but I'll tiptoe around the issue a little bit because I'm a kind person and I want to be nice to my friend, right? So there's nothing wrong with being sensitive. If you then throw on top of that that also Maranalo deals with criticism difficultly, especially when it comes from the inner circle of WWE, just don't do the tweet. Because also, when Corey Graves does it, again, I'm just to put it out there, I don't know that if it's a thing, but he did put a critical tweet of um, Maranara out there. You are just opening the door for fans to think, well, if, if Corey Graves can do it, I can do it as well. And I just, don't th- I just don't want to be part of that culture. I don't think it helps anything. I don't think... I think if we want to move forward as a society, I'm not saying you can't be critical. I'm not saying you can't take the mick. And I'm not saying you can't say someone's a dick. (laughs) You can do all of these things. You have the uh, ability and you should have the freedom to do so. I'm not saying otherwise. I believe in the freedom of speech and it's a contentious issue, but it's an important one. But I also believe in the power of being nice. And if I'm... Uh, so, it's, I mean, if I, I say I say I work with Mara and Arla, right? And even if I watch NXT TakeOver and go, man, Mara's not... And I thought Mara did great. But let's say that I didn't think, oh, Mara's not really hitting it today. All it takes is one second to go, well, you know, maybe I'll mention to him in passing. Or maybe I'll say it to a friend. Or maybe I'll text someone else. That's cool. But because I know it's Mara and Arla, and, and because I know I had put it out there in the public, he's going to be affected by this mentally. Maybe... The best thing to do is just not tweet about it because I'm more concerned about Maranalo's mental health than I am about putting some stupid tweet out of there. And I get it. If you're in the public eye, you should be happy to receive criticism. Like I put my wrestling matches on my YouTube channel. Some of the comments I get are hilarious. Miller, you're shit at wrestling. Miller, your physique is crap. Miller, you got nothing going for you. Miller, give up. Blah, 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 blah. And it, look, every, sometimes it gets to me. I read them and go, man, that one really stings. But look, if I'm going to put myself out there and I want to be a public figure, which I do, you have to take the good You'd have to take the good with the bad. But when you sort of have a... It's completely different if, you know, Dave from Jamaica says that I'm a crap wrestler. Or if my dad rings me up and says, by the way, Simon, I think... No, it's not even that. Then my dad goes on Twitter without even talking to me and goes, my son's a crap wrestler. That one hurts more. Like, dad, why couldn't you just talk to me? Mental health is a real thing. It really, really is. And some people suffer terribly, terribly with it. And I just think that we should... We should just be aware of it. We should be sensitive to it. We should be empathetic to it. We should be sympathetic to it. And you can go on all day long that, oh, Maranalo's too sensitive. Okay, well, he's a sensitive chap, but he seems like a very nice guy. So maybe it's better to give him a hug than kick him in his ass. Right. That's the end of my rant. <laughs> uh, right. At least I proved that if you mention something in the super chat, I will address it. See? Honesty. Sean Gearhorn in the super chat says, do you think this lines Ripley to take the title from Shayna so she can move on to a feud with Becky? Uh, maybe. I think you could probably take Shayna Baszler out of the NXT circle right now and be okay because she's been there for so long and they've done such a good job with the other women. I mean, EO, Rhea, uh, Tony Storm could go on for days but i do think that's why Rhea was the person to pin Shayna in that war games match i think there's a plan here i think it's smart by nxt eventually shana has got to lose that belt especially if you want to do becky they probably do this if becky costs her the match it's a bit crap because you want Rhea to win clean but if it then allows um the feud to continue for lack of a better term between becky and Shayna, that works and then Shayna can be like you took my title i'm coming to take yours i'm all right with that 
Uh, Bobby AJ in the Super Chat says, Also, Simon, you never let us down. That gets an up. Thanks, Bobby. I don't know what that means. That's very nice. I appreciate that. I try not to let people down. Uh, I think it's important. Uh, the expert genius in the Super Chat says, Did Ray get destroyed or did he just lose to Brock? No, I, th- I don't think he got destroyed. I, I-, I, think-, I-, I think that he-, he had a fair showing. I know he was getting his ass kicked at first. But... The real, like I said before, in this earlier in this episode, the real sadness with it was, is that wrestling is just storylines, it is just narratives when you break it right down. And I just think a nice ending to the story was dad and son beat the bad guy. That's wrestling, right? And that's where I think the, the disappointment comes. Uh, Spaz Phoenix again, thanks for the support today, dude. Uh, one of my favorites from my local indie here, Destiny Wrestling, uh, Shotzi Blackheart just signed with NXT. Watch out for her. She's awesome. Yeah, I got introduced to her when the WWE did that Evolve show and put it on the network. She looked good. Like I said, I certainly need to see more, but I can see why she got signed. And I can imagine she'll fit into NXT very well. Triple H will know her already. Again, he worked the he worked the Evolve show. So I look forward to it. Yeah, I tell you, the women's division NXT right now has the ability to become probably one of the best in the world. If it's not one of the best in the world already. I said this on Ups and Downs for, for TakeOver. Whenever they do another women's war games match, which they will, going to be hard to top that one. Really good. Uh, John the Gin, the Super Chat says, Theory, Philip N. Marks, he of Kayfabe News fame, make sure you subscribe to Kayfabe News, is Goldberg's son in a wind, a wig, still talented guy, hand on heart. I don't know what you're talking about, John the Gin. I have no relationship to, um, uh, to, to Philip Marks. Don't, never met him ever true story who dat for life chris fields in the super chat says they think they plan on outdoing the last hell in the cell finish or you think they plan on outdoing the last with um what are you referring to nothing on survivor series was as bad as that finish my friend that finish pissed everybody off survivor series by and large was a really entertaining show i liked it anyway um ba, ba, ba. i see i'm behind on my super chats now because i went on a rant <laughs> about mental health but i think it's important and I do it again. Uh, Trekkie386 in the Super Chat says, What is next for The Fiend? Will he ever be beaten? That's the big thing that I thought. We haven't talked about The Fiend match. Let's do it. Thank you, my friend. Let's transition. I was excited about that match. I thought the first half was a little bit slow. Only, I don't mind a slow match build because I think that when it goes fast, like it did when Daniel Bryan started his comeback, you get into it and you get all excited. But the issue that I have is we seem to have decided that because he's The Fiend and he's a serial killer and he's scary and we're going to do all this stuff, that he should plod. And I've seen Bray Wyatt when he was part of the Wyatt family not plod. I know I know a guy of that size, for lack of a better term, can go fast. Like I know this. I've seen it. So I don't see why we have to I don't see why we have to to do that. I think we can show I mean I know it's early days where he's only had like three matches, but I think I don't I don't want it being um uh, what do you call it? Oh, I've screwed that up. I don't. I don't. I don't think. I don't want that to become the norm. I don't want it to be like Undertaker in the early '90s, which worked back then. I think he can still have good wrestling matches and be quick and have pace. With that said, as soon as Daniel Bryan did start his comeback, I thought it was great. I thought it was great. I loved all the yes stuff. I loved the running knee near finish. I loved the reversal into the armbar when he had the mandible claw on the ropes. I really, really got into it. I thought it was awesome. And I don't actually mind The Fiend beating Daniel Bryan clean because I think it's a real great rehab from everything that did happen at Hell in a Cell. Now Bray Wyatt can say, I beat Finn Balor, I beat Seth Rollins for a title, and I beat Daniel Bryan. That's a who's who in WWE. And if you want to make that character, I know we had a blip on the radar, but if we make mistakes, all you can ask is that they get rectified. And we've done that. Right now, The Fiend, Bray Wyatt, which Michael Cole did not say that much on, on Survivor Series last night. So thank you, Michael Cole. I appreciate that. Credit where it's due. 
yeah, you know, I think ultimately he's in a great position. Who he goes on to fight now, though, I think it could be The Miz. I think maybe The Miz was integrated into that story so heavily so he could jump. But that's okay, too. Because I think The Fiend will beat The Miz. I know it's not the most stellar matchup, but it's more about, yeah, who else is he going to chop down? And The Miz has been in WWE for, what, 15 years, if not longer? If you take him out too, all of a sudden it's like, oh. And the real question is, who does he fight at WrestleMania? Because Bray shouldn't be losing the belt toward, till then. If you were going to take the belt off him, Daniel Bryan was the guy to do it. Because look at the fans, right? They lo- and that's the coolest thing about Daniel Bryan. I wouldn't say The Fiend was booed, but unlike all the Seth Rollins stuff, he's just beloved. He's just so beloved, and it's because he's so good at what he does. But we didn't do that. So yeah, have him beat The Miz. Have him beat... I I imagine he's going to wind up facing Roman Reigns at WrestleMania, and Roman Reigns will win. That's going to piss a lot of people off. But I guess it's all about the execution. We'll see. Spaz Phoenix in Super Chat says, NXT women need all the wins this weekend. Uh, Needed all the wins this weekend. NXT owns women's wrestling at the moment the same way AEW owns the tag team wrestling. Can't argue with that, man. Uh, Yeah, no, AEW's amazing at tag teams. NXT Women's Division is pretty much flawless as far as I'm concerned. It's really good. Like, Io Shirai's great. Dakota Cry, great. Tegan Knox, great. Rhea Ripley, great. Tony Storm, great. I would have missed some people there while I'm ranting and raving too. Bianca Belair, great. Love all the hair stuff. It's good. It's a really good roster. Uh, who, do, who dat for live? Chris Fields in the Super Chat says, Everyone knows Graves is a jerk. Surprise, Carmella likes him. <laughs> Jeez. Morello is awesome. <laughs> Sorry, I'd say JR 2.0. Well, let's not let's not fight fire with fire. I'm not into that either. I'm I, Corey Graves. I don't agree with it, but I'm not going to fire shades at him. I saw a few people as well saying they didn't think Corey's tweet was was that bad. It, I'm not saying it was that bad. I'm not saying that Corey Graves is not allowed to be critical about Mauro Ronaldo. I'm not. Much as if you want to be critical about me on Twitter, you're allowed to be. If you think my videos are crap, that's okay. I'm saying that you have to take things in the... I don't want to go on about this again, but you have to take things in the context that they're presented. And if Corey Graves knows that Moro struggles, just don't say anything. That's what I'm talking about when it comes to mental health. Just have respect for the condition and just be a bit smart with it. That's all I mean. Like, I don't, one day I will get into it, but my passion for mental health comes from somebody within my own family. And I know the... I know there are some things that I would never say or do because I know it will upset them. Even in the real world, for lack of a better term, it's not that bad. But that's the point. Again, you don't go and kick someone with a broken leg in the shin. If you want to come kick me in the shin, I'll be like, what are you doing? But we'll get over it. If you kick someone with a broken leg in the shin, you're probably going to make them even worse. That's it. Let, let's, let's, let's try and move on from this. Uh, we've said about it, and we don't, want it to, <laughs> we don't want it to just be about that the whole time. Unless you want it to be that for the whole time. Uh, then we'll do it. It's your show. It is your show. Bobby AJ in the Super Chat says, We know NXT beat AEW this week in the ratings because of the main roster invasion. Do they win again, or was this a one-time win for them in a while? I don't think we can guarantee that. To me, Survivor Series and NXT War Games was almost shaped to try and get a better rating on Wednesdays. Again, to create new stars and the whole Kevin Owens thing. Oh, you don't know what's going to happen. I don't. I, I think we'll go back and forth. I think it'll be much like the late '90s. I think NXT will win some, and AEW will win some. I think AEW may win more because their base audience seems to be about 900 to 950,000, and NXT seems to be about 700 to 750,000. Um, but I don't know. We we will see. I, the thing is, when it comes to ratings, I enjoy it from a graph perspective, and I enjoy it from a Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday. That would be raw. Yeah, that would be all the ones. I just like seeing, did it do well? Are people enjoying it? What segments were you know were people into? Because I'm a nerd, right? But as a fan, you don't have to care about that. As long as you watch two hours of wrestling and you've enjoyed it, you've won. doesn't really matter who's watching more. That's for WWE and AEW to worry about. But you can do too. 
Who Dat for Life, Chris Fields in Super Chat says, uh, I meant, do they plan on doing, on outdoing the last Hell in a Cell finish? Because that finish was horrendous. Now, I think we all just want to move on from that now. Again, you've got to tip your hat to WWE. They realize that was crap and they've made amends. They just have. In my, in my, in my opinion. I, I feel like they, uh, they've, um, yeah, I, I feel like they've made amends. And we're doing everything with Bray Wyatt and The Fiend that we wanted them to do. And so for that, I'm not wearing a cap, but I tip it towards them. Tom Talks Rabbits in the Super Chat said, Would you interview uh, Chris Van Vallee on the channel? Of course I would. Chris is a really good dude. I can never pronounce his last name, so I always forget how it's pronounced. But now he's lovely. I love doing his interview on his uh, channel. His channel's really good. He gets comp- he gets um, amazing interviews with everyone. He had Enzo recently, which even if you don't like him, is an interesting character. He had Michael Elgin. Just a who's who of pro wrestling. And he's smashing in AEW. Just a good guy. Good guy all around. So yeah, if the opportunity comes up, I'll get Chris on, of course. Uh, Jock the Gin in Super Chat says, I fully share your views on mental health hand on heart. Thanks, dude. I appreciate that. And look, if if somebody is watching this doesn't agree, you're allowed not to agree. That's okay. It's just my opinion. And you're allowed to say and do whatever the hell you want. All I will stress is sometimes it's okay to take other people's feelings into account. Doesn't make you a snowflake <laughs> or anything like that. It's called being nice. I don't know why being nice has been so watered down in 2019. Uh, got family country JWS and Super Chat says, Bro, I'm late. Dude, there's no late here. You're right. Whenever you arrive is the right time. But at the fire station, we love Survivor Series. Yeah, man, so did I. I think sometimes people lose that. Like, I enjoy most shows, but if you're doing a, an ep- a program called Ups and Downs, you have to look at it critically sometimes. But mostly, I, I get a kick out of wrestling. I really do. Uh, it's pronounced Vleet. Thank you, my friend. Chris Van Vleet. I will try and remember that. Vleet. So it's like feet. Vleet feet. Thank you, Chaz. Uh, Spaz Phoenix again. Spaz, man, thank you so much for today. Uh, in the super chat, some AEW fans say NXT cheated by having main roster folks on NXT to win the night. Are they saying that AEW can only compete with one third of WWE? That's just crazy people, dude. WWE is allowed to do whatever they want. And you know what else? AEW is allowed to do whatever they want. There's no cheating. WWE has a group of people under contract that can appear on Raw, SmackDown, or NXT. I know this because it's a brand split and it still doesn't stop it happening. And AEW has the same. I, don't, I hate this whole AEW versus WWE thing now. Because you see some fans being like, oh, I want the other one to die. You awful person. <laughs> I mean it from the bottom of my heart. I want AEW to do well. I want WWE to do well. I want Ring of Honor to do well. Impact to do well. Progress, MLW. Everybody, I want everyone to do really, really well because they're companies and they promote professional wrestling and under their banner, they employ professional wrestlers. Simple as that. I don't, I don't, have, I don't understand any kind of hate for something that you can just not watch if you don't like. like. The craziest one when it comes to AEW is, oh, they don't sell anything. No, sometimes they don't. And you can be critical of that, but it doesn't mean it should be burned to the ground. <laughs> this, this is the jump I don't get. Nick Jackson didn't sell. Burn it. No. Just bop off. <laughs> Easy. Uh, let's not go down. Um, let's not go down. Uh, let's not go down that road. Uh, let me think. Uh, have I mentioned anything else? Pre-show was fun on Survivor Series. Crazy matches popping up from nowhere. But I liked all the cruiserweight stuff. I liked the Battle Royal. It was dumb, but hey-ho. Uh, I was just shame the tag team match got moved there, but it just happens. It just meant that we went into Survivor Series 1-1-1 between NXT Raw SmackDown. I thought that was quite smart. Talked about the two Elimination Chamber matches. Talked about AJ Styles' match being disappointing. I'll never get over that. Pete Dunne, Adam Cole. Thought that was really good. Again, just a great way to get Adam Cole established as a champion you should care about and hopefully becomes a drawdown on NXT. 
Fiend versus Daniel Bryan, we've covered. Ray Brock, we've covered. And the main event, we've covered. That's it. That was Survivor Series. Only three and a half hours. I know it's still a long time, but to me, perfect pay-per-view length, three and a half hours. Breezes through. Um, you can be watching one match and go, oh, the Fiend match is coming up. I'm excited about that. Same with the Lesnar, uh, the Lesnar stuff. So, yeah, put... Uh, but um, just, just, just well done, really. Just really, really, really well done. Like I say, it wasn't perfect by any stretch of the emotion. I found some downs, as I, as I always do. But yeah, I, I, certainly, I certainly enjoyed it. And I'm intrigued to see what the fallout now is. I guess that we're going to get a program between Charlotte and Oscar. I guess Baron and Roman has to keep going on. Because Roman just speared Baron Corbin to take him out of the match. I don't know where The Fiend goes. I don't know where Brock goes. I don't know where Ray goes. I don't know where Daniel Bryan goes. I guess Daniel Bryan goes into a match against Sami Zayn or maybe Shinsuke Nakamura. I don't know what happens to Roderick Strong, given that he beat AJ Styles and Shinsuke. So it's interesting. Let's just hope we secure the brands up now. I think we've we've um, played around with it enough. I get why we did it for Survivor Series. I'm amazed that we were able to do it this year after everything that happened. I didn't think we were going to be able to, but we have. So now let's secure things up. Let's get Raw sorted. Let's get SmackDown sorted. Let's get NXT sorted. Well, that will never be sorted. People always always jump into that. I guess there's got to be some uh, uh, ramifications because, you know, NXT won. And you can't just have the Wednesday show that going, uh, by the way, we just whipped Raw and SmackDown's ass. Does Kevin Owens kind of frequent there now? I don't think he's going to leave. But does he frequent there now? He did get beat by Tommaso Ciampa. Maybe that's a program you do. And maybe, you know, Kevin Owens can be on Raw and NXT. Maybe he goes down there all the time. I don't know. I don't I, I don't have answers to this, but I think it's been a good week. I thought TakeOver was awesome. <laughs> how Adam Cole is still walking after that last but and Tommaso Ciampa. How they're both still walking, I'll never get over. But overall, massive respect to everybody involved in the last few days. They absolutely smashed it. I enjoyed it. I'm looking forward to Raw. Looking forward to Wednesday Night Wars. They're the greatest. And we'll see what we get to on SmackDown. Don't know how I feel about Roman Reigns, Baron Corbin. I don't really know if that's a program that I need to see. But, you know, we, you know, we will uh, we'll wait and see. Let me check there's no news that's gone on. Sometimes there's news that breaks afterwards and if we don't talk about it. Otherwise, as I'm doing this, you can ask any question we want and we will do uh, a quick Q&A before we, before we end things. But no, I, I don't think so. A lot of people talk about the Corey Grave stuff. Diamond Dallas Page is going to present the Diamond Ring on AEW on Wednesday. Makes perfect sense. Made me laugh when I, uh, <laughs> when I read that. I'm clicking this because Brock Lesnar's lookalike real-life daughter. That's weird. I don't know what that is. Picture of Brock Lesnar's kid. Do we need to put that on the internet? I don't think we do. Um, that's about it, I believe. Yeah, that's it. I don't think any other... I don't, Batista posted that he was single, and that somehow broke the internet. Obviously, you know, I hope he finds someone. It's never nice to... Breakups are never fun. Yeah, that's it. We'll answer some questions, and uh, that'll be that. We, we, will, we will have smashed to another podcast. Uh, Got Family Country, JWS, and Super Chat says, NXT to Monday, Raw to Wednesdays. <laughs> Or you've written Wendy's. Do you mean the restaurant? I'd be all right. Uh, I don't think that's ever going to happen. Uh, I, I very much doubt it. Um, with some members of IWC complaining about Becky Lynch, has the rot started to set in? No, that's just the internet wrestling community being the internet wrestling community. No statement more than you either die a hero or live long enough to see yourself become a villain <laughs> applies more than to the internet wrestling community. But look, more power to him. If you want to moan and you want to bitch and you want to say this is bad, if you're enjoying it, do it. Again, freedom of speech, more power to you and i mean that um chicken salad the super chat says never was a big triple h fan but the job he's done with nxt is impressive totally 
absolutely you can't judge somebody on their past when they're doing a completely different job and i think 2019 no matter what you thought about all the rvd stuff or anything else there are some questionable things in you know back in the early 2000s right now in terms of booking a wrestling promotion triple h is smashing it i think nxt is awesome uh, i really did think the takeover war games one of the best shows of the year i was quickly told i was wrong but that's just what i came away feeling great and that's what I want wrestling to do. I want it to make me happy. Ark of the Wild in the Super Chat says, Vince controls all WWE, but NXT is mostly under Triple H. Is NXT getting the edge away for Vince to acknowledge their model? And could this be a door to the next era for the company as a whole? Dude, I'd love to say you were right. I don't think so. Um, Vince McMahon booked Survivor Series. So Vince McMahon decided that Adam Cole should win. He decided Rhea Ripley should win. He decided that Roderick Strong should win. And the reason he did that is because he doesn't want to lose on Wednesdays. He doesn't like the fact that AEW's been doing a better rating than WWE. And nor should he. Nor should he. It's his business. And he feels like they're competition. He shouldn't just sit back and go, oh, well, pal. He should be mad. And that's exactly why he went out of his way to make NXT look super strong and hopefully get more eyeballs on the product on Wednesday. I don't think much else is going to change. Although you can see on Raw that they are booking for the future. You know, they are trying to get new people over. So, you know, there are a few things going on. Uh, Geeked Out Nation, the Super Chat says, thoughts on Corey being a jerk towards Morrow? I mean, I can't go through it again, my friend. I do appreciate the Super Chat, but we've had two rants about that. Just go back about 25 minutes, and I talked about it for around about 10. But I guess the headlines would be, just be nice to people that have mental health issues. <laughs> it's my, is my takeaway from it all. And just to reiterate, I don't know if all those things come together. I don't know if Corey Graves' tweet was responsible for, for Morrow's absence. It certainly seems like that's the case. But until I know that as 100% fact, I feel like it's important to uh, uh, say that. What happened to the screaming during the Fiends gimmick? That's true, it wasn't there. Uh, I guess maybe they thought it was annoying. To be fair, it was a little bit annoying. Did anyone pick up on the tension between Nigel McGuinness and Jerry Lawler? I certainly didn't. I thought I thought Nigel McGuinness was awesome, by the way. I think he's a great color commentator. I, I, I'm a big fan of him. I'm, yeah, I, 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 just, I think he's. I just think he's good. Uh, the Rock versus Roman for WrestleMania. Somebody wants me. I don't think I don't think you're ever going to see the Rock in the ring again. He's got uh, he's got too much to lose. He's got too much to lose. And somebody upset that CM Punk wasn't at Survivor Series. It was never going to happen. He signed a deal with Fox. I know we all get excited about that stuff. And I know we all want to see him back in Chicago because it's his hometown. But it just is, it's never going to happen. If, if he was genuinely going to come back at the Survivor Series, you wouldn't have had him make a return on WWE backstage. It's just backwards. Everybody knows that. There was no way. And it is a shame, but it's still cool to have him back in the fold. Or at least that's how uh, that's how I see it. Uh, Ray should have won with that double six one nine with Dominic. He definitely deserves it more than Brock. I think I'd agree with you in that sense. It is a shame, but hey, it's done now. Brock Lesnar's still your champion, and I thought it was a good match. Again, straight away, people are like, oh, match is crap. <laughs> it's just people get so mad and they get so angry. But again, bless you all. Bless you all for being passionate. How does Braun get counted out in a triple threat match? Don't get me started. Don't don't get me started. I don't even want to get into it. We've done the Braun Strowman rant. And look, if you want my thoughts on Braun Strowman, let me see if it's up. I don't think it will be up because I was an idiot and I got it late this morning because um, the pay-per-views are always the hardest ups and downs to do. But just make sure you tune in to, uh, to ups and downs. It will be live in the next sort of half an hour or so. Uh, and then you can... Uh, I go on a little rant about Braun Strowman. So, so there you go. Uh, thoughts on Michael Cole commentating on his son's match. Obviously, Adam Cole, that's nice. Who's getting the rocks new tequila? Not me, I don't drink. And Braun needs a bloody title. Probably true, probably true. Uh, also got so excited, listening to the podcast, I ended up early for work. <laughs> 
there we go. You can listen to me. Uh, you can listen to me at work. Although, unfortunately, we have come to the end of the show. We'll be back tomorrow. Again, I, I, I thought... Um, we should start doing them for pay-per-views because usually we get to choose them. We focus more on Raw uh, instead of the pay-per-view. So I thought we'll do that. Uh, my, my overall themes, I love Survivor Series. I thought it was fun. I'm feeling good today. Uh, I enjoyed it. Intrigued to see where we're going on Raw. Absolute shame that Rey Mysterio didn't win the belt. I was really hoping for that. But hey-ho, some things you get in life, some things you don't. We'll see how it all plays out. We'll see what Ray's next feud is. We'll see what Brock's next feud is. We'll see what Dominic done. Let's not be, let's be fair. Dominic's what, like 19, 20? Good 619. Bet 619 I could pull off. <laughs> I think I'd die if I tried to pull off a 619. Uh, and yeah, and we'll see when, what happens with Sasha Banks. What happens with Rhea Ripley, Bailey, Shayna, Becky Lynch? We've got a lot of question marks. And hopefully we'll know more later. Not too much though, WWE. I don't want to know about Sasha Banks tonight. I want to know about Sasha Banks on Saturday or Friday because that's when the show she's on. None of that. Invasion done. Foop. Doors closed. Um, and one final super chat. Thank you, my friend. Good family country. JWS says, stay safe, my man. Hashtag Yang Gang. I don't know what that is, but I like it. It sounds good. So thank you very much, dude. And thank you to everybody who joined me today. Thank you to all the super chats. It was awesome. It's always great to get that kind of support. It puts a smile on my face. Uh, please do subscribe again to my channel, mostly because I'm desperate to get to 100,000 subs, because it's just nuts. I never thought I'd get anywhere close to this on this bizarre channel where I just throw out crazy, crazy content all the time. Uh, and you can support me on Patreon too, patreon.com forward slash SimonMiller316. There's rewards on there as well, so you can get a t-shirt and you can come on the podcast, come on the show. You can get a video, loads of stuff. But even if you can just throw a dollar in there, it really does help because it means I can dedicate time to, um, to doing this. In the meantime, though, thank you very much for watching. Again, we'll be back tomorrow, 1 p.m. GMT. We'll talk about Raw. We'll talk about the Fallout from Survivor Series and any other news that's broken. Because let's face it, it's wrestling. Something is going to break in the next 24 hours. Probably my head from some incredible news. Uh, but I, I, think, I think we had a good weekend of wrestling. I think we had a good... From Wednesday onwards, I thought NXT was good, AEW was good, SmackDown was weird, but ultimately I thought Belt Survivor Series well, War Games rocked, and I'd say Survivor Series rocked too. That's what I think. Thank you very much for joining me. Uh, I'll see you over on What Culture Wrestling for Ups and Downs Survivor Series, like I say, soon. Just keep an eye on the channel, keep refreshing. I'll be there in the live chat when it premieres. But otherwise, yeah, it's Monday, brand new week. Go out there, smash it, do what you love to do. Don't let anybody else tell you otherwise, and I'll, if I don't see you beforehand, I'll see you tomorrow.